All right, we're back on Back of the Bird with episode 12, presented by Cottage Springs. Got a dog barking in the back. We're going to have a catch-up, chat about a little injury report. MSL's back, dive into the OJLL, talk a little TV, some NHL free agency, and then we dive into uh, our road trip chronicles, starting off with the city of Buffalo. So we hope you enjoy. Without further ado, here's Back of the Bird. Take your first ride and run, baby, run. You got a spine of steel and a roar of thunder So before we get started, we just want to give a major shout out to friend of the program, Boston Levi, for giving us that wonderful intro music. Um, former professional hockey player, now turned musician, chasing his passions there. I mean, the guy does it all, plays hockey, records great music. So he's got new music coming out May 26th. Um, wherever you listen to your music, whether it's Apple Music or or Spotify, make sure you check him out. That's uh, That's Boston Levi. So without further ado, let's jump into Back of the Bird. All right, we are back. Episode 12 of Back of the Bird presented by Cottage Springs. You know the deal. We're just hanging out. Polly, what is going on? How are you? I'm good, buddy. Um, I'm just up north in uh, the Hamptons of Ontario, Muskoka, so can't complain. Nice man, I like it. Who are, what, what is it? Romantic getaway weekend? What do we got going on? Yeah, yeah. Like I text you, it's not quite the same uh, cottage weekends as I'm used to. We got um, me, my wife, my son, who's a newborn, and then uh, the person whose cottage is pregnant. She's got a toddler, and then uh, another couple here is expecting in a month. So yeah, we're getting crazy here. We're uh, we're making fire. <laughs> fire oven pizzas and uh, going to bed at 10 so it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy what so uh, the, the fellows aren't diving into the cottage springs or what no actually uh so the one girl's husband's not here so they're actually from the state so oh, okay whatever i won't bore you with the story but but the other couple he is here um they're from ottawa and uh, her husband I met him last year. He's an absolute beauty. He's from a, he's French Canadian. His name's Charles. He's a beauty. So yeah, we'll know. We'll, uh, we'll be talking. I'm, I'm having a couple of cottage rooms right now. So I know we'll be talking in while, uh, while his wife gets parenting tips from my wife and uh, me and him will just be getting buried on, on the side. So it'll be good. <laughs> I love it. Awesome, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what about you, man? I mean, obviously, fuck, dude. Yeah. Let's just let's just get it out of the way. Yeah, we'll address it, I think, out of the gate. But it's uh, we well, we talked about it last week. Return of kind of uh, or we talked about what the man cup was and everything. But senior A lacrosse started back up, and I played my first game. Was ready, raring to go, and just weirdest play. I mean, done it a million times, and it was just. Um, I, I watched it back. I shouldn't have watched it back, but um, just kind of fluke incident was running backwards, tried to change directions to run forward and um, thought someone, I turned around, I thought someone slashed me in the back of the leg and just kind of, I guess, you know, felt immediate pain and, and uh, you know, found out, I guess, you know, the day we're recording this on, on Friday, found out uh, there's a tear in the old Achilles. Um, 
so it's i mean now it's just kind of a it's a time to battle back i guess it's um got i mean got unreal care like dr deacon i'm sure he won't listen to this but um he got me in to see you know his foot and ankle specialist here at oak Fulcher fogger dr aurora and he's done thousands of these surgeries and he, it's minimally invasive and and quick you know uh, he hasn't had any re-ruptures or anything like that in the past so knock on wood um but yeah i mean it, it's it's shitty it's these things happen i think that's especially when you you know you can be in as good a shape as you want to be and i think I, I i was in the best shape that i think i've been in um but you know you just don't practice those like small movements right like you can't replicate mm-hmm. that stuff and your body's just yep. just not used to it so it's it's a fluke it's shitty um but you know i i and i tweeted about it too but it's like man the the outpouring of like guys we play against you know teammates coach other coaches in the league other owners in the league my owner our whole organization you know, parents that were at the game, like that I've never met before. Like it, you know, I think it was at first I was like kind of annoyed by the messages. Cause it was like, I don't want to feel like a charity case or something. And, mm-hmm. um, but the more they came in it was, and I kind of like lost that, I guess, selfish kind of view of it. It's just like lacrosse is just, it just opens your eyes, man. It's such a special community. And it's uh, like I said, there's no way around it. It's shit, but there's uh, you know, I think there's like one, there's one or two ways you can go. You can just kind of let it eat you or you can, figure out a way to come back. So it's, um, that's the plan now. And, and we've, you know, I'm excited. We got, you know, surgeries lined up for August 9th. Um, and then, uh, it kind of walked me through everything that's going on. So it's, it's going to be a long road, but it's, um, you know, there's plenty of guys in our league that have, you know, come back from injuries like this, you know, like, you know, I think, um, Cody Jameson's a guy I talked to right when it happened, he gave me great advice. You know, we went through the same thing and I think a lot of, Chad Tutton did it too. And, um, yeah. I think Brock Sorensen did it as well. And, um, you know, Cody said he, I think throughout a lot of his process, he, he, he looked to, uh, he looked to what Kobe went through and, um, I think Kobe's genetics are slightly different than mine, but uh, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, come uh, on, come on. hopefully things can, can go well. And, uh, like I said, man, like my biggest takeaway was just how awesome, you know, strangers and best and friends and teammates of everyone in lacrosse is and then you know i think i i'm so so lucky like i you know i'm at my brother's place now we live he lives in burlington i've been at my parents place like you know they've been driving me around they've been doing everything and it's you know i think when you grow up I, when i was a kid i broke my leg and was kind of relying on family and um when you're a kid it's you just kind of expect it but when you have that sense of independence and you're on your own and you, and then you got to go back to kind of relying on getting a ride everywhere or or you know I can't carry my dinner plate when I'm on crutches, you know, it's stuff like that yeah, so it's, yeah. support system's been incredible. And, and, you know, I, I, I've got everything on my side, so it's, uh, we're going to move in the right direction. Um, you'll be seeing, you'll be seeing workout content left, right, and center still. So don't worry about that. There'll be thirst traps. We're not going to get fat. We're going to run from that as fast as possible. So Fucking I guess, right, man. yeah, long story long. It's uh, it's shitty news, but it's uh, yeah. I don't know. Chance for a comeback. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Again, I think. Well, dude, there's there's positive everything, and I think you know you go through those natural range of emotions where obviously you feel like shit, you feel sorry for yourself. But I love the way you're looking at it. But honestly, man, like, there's a reason why a thousand people are reaching out to you too. Like, you're a great guy, you're a great teammate. Um, so there's also that reason too. Like, so, anyways, man, it's good that everyone, you know, everyone's in your corner. And honestly, again people have come back from it and you know, you're one guy that takes care of your health. So dude, you, you'll be back, but yeah, any, any way you slice it, it's shitty, but 
Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it back, buddy. Yeah, and that's the plan. We're pulling man. for and, you. And listen, now we got, you know, it's gonna be we're gonna we're we're big glass half full guys. And I think let's take a step back here. And you know, again, I don't know what my role is gonna be with New York, you know, if I'm going to be around the team much or whatever. And I, and they've called me and told me I'm going to be involved and stuff, obviously still. And, um, but you know, now we've got weekends, I've got weekends available for the next, you know, whatever, six to 12 months, whatever, however long this thing takes. And um, so we're going to do our best to kind of bring you some new stuff and, and, you know, maybe I can learn to produce. I tweeted about it. Maybe I can learn how to produce so we can get this thing out on time and give us. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no. And, and speaking of that, we talked about it just before we turned this thing on. I think uh, part of what we want to do is we want to open up the floor um, to see if there's any interns interested in, in kind of helping us out. Cause I think we want to expand how much we're doing. Um, So if you're an intern or you're a young kid that wants to be an intern, knows anything about, podcast world or you know social media or whatever shoot us a dm at the back of the bird twitter or instagram and then we're i think we're just going to start hosting interviews we're going to steal some content from uh from ocello i know they did interviews and stuff so um maybe we'll record it and include it in our podcast and then just kind of make fun of you for a while so um yeah i think there's there's good opportunity everywhere man so it's uh yeah and you know what honestly in the last like 48 hours what this has done is it's made me realize how you know, usually I'm always kind of go, 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 need to be doing something like you're running yep. from the gym to a dinner to go see your buddies. All right. Now it's college weekend, you know, and it's really slowed things down. And it's like, you know, you're having very meaningful conversations with people and like, and, you know, sitting down and having dinner and like you're present instead of like thinking about where you have to go next. And um, I don't know, there, you got to find little things, I think, to, to kind of make it, make, find the good in, in a shitty situation. But Anyways, enough about that. It's, uh, it's happened. Um, and that's the other thing is like, it's, it's tough when people just like see you and they're just like, Oh, you know, and it's, it's, I get it. I I definitely appreciate the sympathy, but it's also like, listen, it's, it's happened. It's the Achilles isn't going to have, it's not just going to mint, you know, grow back right now. So (laughs) we've, uh, we've, we've been dealt the the hand and now we just got to figure out how to play the cards. Right. So it's, uh, we'll be good, man. We need to, uh, I'm glad you're getting the surgery on August 9th, but yeah, we need to, uh, along with interviewing some interns, we're going to start a GoFundMe page, get you to Moscow, get you on the old Russian gas. Yo, you'll be back. You'll be back by opening day. I, so I was reading that our, and naturally like, you know, when you get injured or whatever and, and, and it's serious, you, you're, you're going to go on Google. You're going to look stuff up. First thing I did when I got to ER is like, okay, recovery time. What is it? And they say it's going to, I got to tore my Achilles Google. You're going to die. Yeah, you're dead. You might as well end it now. You might as well just cut the other one. <laughs> so I, I'm looking it up. And, and coincidentally, the same night um, that it happened, a Russian Olympian won a gold medal in like the kind of like all around gymnastics. And like there's like vaulting in it. Like, you know, like this guy's putting yep. a lot of stress on his Achilles. He tore it three months before the fucking Olympics. So. I Googled his doctor. I found his doctor's name. <laughs> I've sent his doctor an email and I like, I don't know. I'm re- I'm ready to just throw resources at this. And if, if there's a chance to get me over there, yeah. whatever they're putting in his Achilles, launch it in mine, let's get back. But dude, the other crazy thing um, is I was reading kind of like when I Googled it or whatever, put it into Twitter, the Saskatchewan rough riders had training camp. In one drill at training camp, they had five players tear their Achilles. 
they didn't stop the drill after the second guy did it. They just kept going. Five the players. It was a 21 gun salute. All you kept hearing was. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was, man, honestly, that was the grossest part of the whole thing was the noise it made was so fucked. But it's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy that you just said to like every single person we talked to Jammer, like every single person. I had a guy at work, Tara's Achilles playing uh, basketball. Yeah. Every single person like looks back is like, what the fuck? Like someone just slashed me. Like it's yeah. so crazy. That's it was the same story. Yeah. And it, you know, it was, it was like two first thoughts. The first one was like, okay, someone just slashed me going for the ball. Cause the ball was rolling in front of me. Yeah. And then for some reason, the second thought was like, Oh, a kid just threw a ball on the floor and it hit me. And it's just like, and then you kind of, I turned around and like, I mean, again, I shouldn't have watched the film because it just makes you feel sick. But like, yeah. I didn't know I was screaming and like, mm. I was fucking screw- like the arena, yeah. everyone stopped playing and it echoes in that arena. It was great. It was yeah. it's tough, but it's, uh, I don't know. We're moving on. We're, we're yeah. going to get better and we'll be fine. Yep. Get Dan to Moscow. Hashtag get Dan to Moscow. Yeah. We're going to, uh, we need to get that Russian gas. I mean, bad. But- um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, all, uh, all shitty news aside, but yeah, that like the, ML, the MLS is back, and uh, I mean, dude, kind of, we have this nice interview coming up with the commissioner Mark Grimes, but like they're kind of following suit with the OJLL. Like the feeds are good, man. I was watching oh, yeah. that Saturday at work. Like, um, I was in and out obviously because of calls and stuff, but like, dude, the the feed is good. Like another positive step for people to at least watch the cross, which is great. You know, and honestly, in the in the you know quarter and a half that I did play, I really and obviously like we talked about this before, I don't consider myself that tough of a guy, but you know that senior league is very tough and it's very like it can be annoying as an offensive player to play in that yep. because it's just you're you're playing such a different game than the NLL and mm-hmm. you know obviously because it's a bit of a trial run, it's like an eight eight game shortened season. Um, senior a decided to go with these kind of nll type hybrid rules so we were playing four quarters goalies were using plastic sticks there was an eight second rule to get it over half um and it it just it just felt so much faster like Mm -hmm. and you and then in that case like when you eight seconds get it over okay you only got 22 seconds on the clock then defenses are playing in that insane kind of high pressure d so it's like your brain's got to start working quick you got to start moving the games up and down back and forth and um, especially in our game, because, you know, with Coburg, the team that I play for in Brooklyn um, that we were playing against, it was two relatively young rosters. Um, so it was so up and down, like entertaining. There was a bunch of people there. Like it was good, man. I mean, aside from the fact I almost screamed everyone out of the building, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was really cool to be back playing it. It's again, I don't want, you know, anyone to think that it's people rushing back into playing lacrosse and they shouldn't be just because something like this happened to me. Like, people need to be playing now. Cause you know, you gotta, uh, especially young guys that want to crack a roster or whatever, like you gotta be playing. So yeah. it's, uh, it's good that it's back. And, and like you said, we had a great, great, great chat with Grimesy there. He's uh, you know, really cool story. I think uh, there's definitely more I want to learn about the, uh, the trader side of him, but I know, Oh, that, dude, I know, I know that there, that it's probably tough to get that out of him now that he's like a politician. <laughs> he can't really yeah. pull that from, but yeah, I really appreciate him jumping on. I think he's, he's helping the game so much already. So. Yeah, it was uh man. He's a, uh, he's obviously a pretty well connected cat. And then like, after we interviewed him, I'm just thinking like, 
again, these like, and now I was kind of looking at like other commissioners and like leagues and stuff. It's like, yeah, you need like a guy who knows the sport, but then you need guys with like outreach with connections. And like you see, we, we go through it in the interview, but you see what this guy's done in like a weekend getting milk farmers, like the Ontario junior A league has never had a title sponsor. And like I said, I said in the interview, like, I don't think ever. And all of a sudden, like we're one weekend, we got, the milk farmers of Canada, you know, and like he's sitting on basically every single sports board in, in Toronto and knows every was, single. That list was crazy. Yeah. Like basically he, the who's who. So yeah. Um, he's Mr. Board. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, he said he might not do this forever, but dude, like he's going to get this, this going. And again, we kind of touched on his daughter, Colleen, who's, who's done great, but I mean, you got to be excited if you're playing well, you got to be excited as a lacrosse fan, but you got to be excited as, as a junior lacrosse player, like the opportunities and stuff. That's the ideas he has coming through. It's, it's, it's going to be awesome. And, and it forces, sorry, like it forces the MLS, it forces everyone else to be like, shit, like we got to pull up our socks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. That's a, if there's a pace setter and any, anything to do with lacrosse and, and it's honestly, it's much like the PLL is right. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're, they're striding ahead and, and our league sees them doing that too. And it's like, okay, you know, obviously getting an NBC deal was great for them and, and getting in front of eyeballs. Okay, perfect. Let's go. We're going to get TSN. Like, you know, and I'm not saying that's like, obviously those were thoughts before, but it's, it's that, it's that kind of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses or, or wanting to kind of advance and, um, and not be left behind. So I, I think it's great. I think it's great for everybody, man. It's uh, no, it's awesome. It's exciting, but uh Oh, uh, the other, you know what I'm actually, I was just chatting about today. You know what I'm going to get is one of those little scooters that you put your foot on. Dude, I was, I was going to text you. I mean, we've been texting back and forth, but I was like, yeah. Cause you see everyone now. And I don't know if that's only for Achilles, but you see everyone that's got the air cast. Like you got the air cast right now, but then they got that basically like skateboard thing. So that's oh, sick. I, I, like, need I love it. that. I, dude, I, yeah. we need to, uh, maybe we'll try to reach out for a sponsor too, for one of those things. And maybe, Just maybe there's a company, yeah. dude, maybe there's a company that makes one like your fucking baby snoo device or whatever. Yeah. It'll just buzz me around electronically. And that, that way I can still do things. Cause we got some, like we got the Arkells concert on the summer list and some cottage weekends. I had to miss a cottage <sighs> weekend this weekend. Cause I, oh, I just didn't, man. I didn't trust myself on crutches. Just, with 47 yeah. cottage springs in my body, but I'd l- I want to yeah. wait until the Achilles is attached again to, uh, yeah, you <laughs> to gotta, you gotta, game. you gotta settle in here. You gotta, you gotta settle in, take, yeah. take a deep breath. But where, uh, where was the cottage? Where are we going to head up to? Uh, my buddies are, my buddy's got a place on Lake of Bays in Muskoka. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. So they're, uh, they're all, I said, I, at first, well, I sent them all a message. I said, listen, I need Snapchats. I need to kind of like live vicariously. And then yep. the more Snapchats that come in, I'm like, fuck me. I don't know if I want these. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, like it's good for the first. Yeah. Good for the first little bit. And it's like, all right, that's enough. Cause I'm not there. Well, now and one of my buddies pulled it all tight. So, so the one friend has got the place on Lake of Bays and then say, you know, maybe four, four or five minutes down the road, another buddy's got a place. So he was up there with his family last night. Um, so today before all the boys got up there, he just riddled the cottage with Smirnoff ice everywhere. No, I love that. So love the boys that. were going in there, like they got there immediately. And then my, my buddy just assumed it was left over from the weekend before or something. So they still drank them, but then like they went to barbecue and they open it up. There's just like one in the barbecue. Like they're just getting, just... getting wrecked around. So it looks like it's going to be fun for them. I'm, I'm happy for them, but it would have been ugly because they're, they're going golfing too. So like, 
I would have just been sitting at the cottage for four hours, just getting racked waiting for yeah. to get back from golf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just getting pie eyed. I love the booby. I love the booby trap. That's such a that's such a veteran move. Where are they where are they swinging them? They going to they're not doing big one, are they? Oh, I I, I think okay. that it's called Granite Granite Ridge or something. Um, Whatever. Price yeah, like all the courses up here are pretty legit, so it's sick. Yeah, you you can do no wrong. So yeah, yeah man. But uh, the other other updates going on. I got a message from our buddy Steve the Deep Fryer. He had his gear stolen out of the team's facility. <laughs> Full set of goalie gear. Like, how do you like if obviously you're gonna try to sell that or you're gonna wear it? Those are gonna be the most identifiable pieces of equipment of all time. So we're we're putting a bounty out there. We want find deep's gear, get it back. So if you're listening to this, you see somebody out west practicing in Rochester Nighthawks gitch or whatever he whatever he had. I think it was Nighthawk stuff, but yeah, it was Nighthawk's mask, and I don't know. I know it was definitely Nighthawk's mask, but yeah, if you see somebody wearing an NLL gitch that doesn't look like an NLL goalie, just go take it right off them, jump them, and take it off because Deep's a big supporter of the pod, and we we wanna we wanna make sure yeah. he gets that back. We'll fly out. Uh, we'll fly out some Cottage Springs, but yeah, that's fuck. It's crazy because that happened to him. Then like. I was just on Twitter the other day, and then an Arizona Coyotes Christian Fisher got yeah. his gear, but then he found it because he had the ring doorbell or whatever. But, like, w- what do you think you're going to do with the cross goalie gear? Like, you're yeah. going to get a couple hundred dollars. And, then again, it's all branded. Like, yeah. so scour see- scour the deep webs. Scour yeah. the deep webs, and uh, let's find this guy. But Did you see the spit and chicklets response to the uh, biz I walking was, up? Oh, I was dude. in tears. Like, yeah. make sure you swing by and check out Biz's next yard sale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, it was fuck like just a plus material, dude. Like yeah. it looks. And the funny thing is, like, I actually kind of like the shitty photoshops, but like that one was like pretty legit. It looks like he's walking up, like grabbing it. it was, yeah, it was yeah, unreal. But yeah, I guess on that, on that, like, kind of related to that, there's the amount of guys that are just not good hockey players getting absolutely paid in the NHL is it makes, it makes me so sick. Like it, you just want to make that money, you know, like as a sport like ours watching that, like a guy like Cody CC and, and listen, we're not, we're not harping on the human beings. It's more just like, like he had a tough goal when he was in Toronto. He wasn't, wasn't a good, great player there. Like there's that one gif where like he, uh, it was an overtime. He took a slap shot like 90 feet wide of the net. But yeah. I think he signed for like 3.3 or something. It's just so much throwaway money going on. And I'm worried. I'm wor- I still love our Leafs. We still, we still believe, but I'm worried about them. I really am. It's going back to the regular division. You see Boston now. Are you kidding? Well, we just signed that, that fucking Curtis Gabriel, though. That came in and, and San Jose was just fucking fighting everyone under the sun. So hey, at least we're kind of somewhat addressing. Yeah, but it's not like the, the, you know what? I get it. Like I, I get. I know. I think there's, and I think you can definitely, you'll definitely maybe. I don't know if you'll have the same opinion, but I love that guys are willing to go. But like, if you're on the bench and the same guy's willing to go and he's just getting face pounded every time he fights, yeah. it's kind of tough. Well, I, I think we said this before, like my, my whole thing is it's great to have that guy, but then like that guy is only going to fight the other teams, fat guy. 
Yeah. If you have what we need, you know what? At the end of the day, like I know Duba said he, he believes in this group. Listen, I believe in the I believe in this group too. I think they they need some upgrades, but like I said it before, what we need is someone that stirs the drink, that brings yeah. people into the fight, not necessarily fighting, but someone that's just a fucking like a Gallagher Marshawn type like to chuck, like exactly. Yeah. Just bring hey, we're having a bad game. Well, I'm gonna go spear somebody and just bring it like not even fight, but just bring in scrums. And I'm just going to bring the whole team in. Like we're going to yeah. wake the whole team up. That's, that's what we need. That's what we don't really have. It's just someone who's like, just again, and like you say, the Marshawns, just someone who's a prick to play against. That's what I really think we need is just someone that can kind of stir that drink. Cause man, we obviously we have more talent than, you know, a lot of teams. I, wait, but... I love the baby crying in the background right now. This is, <laughs> This is just a look into like my 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 very distant future, but this is awesome. We, uh, I know, I know Nick. That I don't even think Nick has the ability to edit that out, but I need that. Maybe even turned up the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just the whole time. Yeah, this is this is, is Cotter's life now, baby. Is he a crier or what? No, so that's now that's the toddler. Oh, so, yeah, no, Mac, man. You know what? Fuck, Mac threw in a six-hour shift last. I night. thought you were gonna say Mac threw in a chew. <laughs> <laughs> he asked. He asked me one for the other day. Actually, yeah. hey, you got <laughs> you got any dip? Yeah, just pouches. No, okay, I don't want it. I'm a long cut guy. <laughs> he uh, he finished a bottle of milk I gave him. He said, "Hey, do you have a chew?" I said, "Hey, fuck you." <laughs> no, yeah, hey, he's. No, he still, man, he still doesn't cry. He, he gets fussy, but no, nah, he still doesn't cry. But yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a long cut guy, not a shortcut guy. But yeah, no, nah, that's, that. anyways, fuck. That's yeah, that's, this is, hey, man, this is cottage again, your mid 30s, buddy. Yeah. I look forward to it. They're staring it down the barrel right now. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, that's kind of part of this. Uh, and obviously, I'm not trying to do that, but uh, try to look at it like this. But it's um, like whenever you get an injury that's kind of long term, it's like you're, you just want to jump to the end right when it's when it's yeah. fine but like the more i'm thinking about like man i'm gonna be fucking 29 by the time you know this thing yeah. rolls around and, and we're we're feeling good again so it's uh yeah we're on the edge 30 so i gotta start maybe you know what maybe i'll start really diving into the uh finding a wife routine here maybe that's maybe that's the blessing in disguise yeah hey there's, there's a still line everything man but yeah the the delayed the delayed um gratification yeah. especially with injuries is, is tough. Cause it's like, yeah, you want to be better tomorrow. And it's like, there's just no way, which, which stinks, but yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. hey we're just but gonna... Hey, yeah. You, you find a nice, find a nice homestead, Yeah, you know, waiting on you, give you the, give you the love and tender care you need. And well, hey. that's what I mean. I can like, cause listen, if another injury happens, I can't be going back to mom here. I can't be going to the folks for help. <laughs> yeah. I need to go to the old lady. So we'll have to, uh, at some point, you gotta get Nan. You gotta give Nan a break, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's a fucking. I mean, Boomer, Boomer, the dog that keeps fucking tweeting us. I really need to figure out who that hey, is. Hey, let's get on that. Hey, can you, can you give us your identity, this yeah. guy? Like, I love it. I mean, because he's absolutely got you in a mental figure for, but he knows. Oh. I think he knows what hospital you're born at and the time of birth. It I may mean, be Pete. It may be your dad. Honestly, Imagine there's that. no way my dad knows how to work Twitter. But <laughs> it's <laughs> like the guy, the guy tweeted out like um, my mom, when my mom talked about like knowing who I was dating or something on about, about the podcast, 
Then Boomer responds and says she's in the Chiefs Mom Hall of Fame, which, like, because everyone knows, like, she was, you know, very vocal at games and stuff. So, you know, this guy must have been around. And then he, like, said something about Pete. And then I was like, oh, my God, this guy knows my dad, too. And then he responds. He goes, yeah, how about Uncle Kevin? I'm like, wait, like, what? Like, I've got an Uncle Kevin that was always at games. Like, who is the, who is Boomer and what, like, what's going on there? But he does have me in a complete pretzel because you go through. I went through all his tweets and stuff, and he's just got – he's one of those guys that just stirs the pot on Twitter, like <laughs> chirping everyone and, and going at it. And he's just got a – he's got like a Don Cherry lookalike dog as his profile picture. Yeah, he, that's that's the worst about Twitter is the the non-avatars that you can't figure it out who it is. Yeah, the little just... – fuck, half of them have the little eggs or whatever that are just – Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think – oh, so – I mean, and obviously now that I'm going to be kind of got some more time on my hands here, I'm di- I'm going to start diving into kind of more shows. I think. Uh, so did I ever tell you what I did with Game of Thrones and this kind of a serial killer move? No. So when that last season came out, whatever, like season nine, is that what it was or something? Yep. I don't, well, I don't know. Yeah. Seven. I don't know, seasons, I don't know yeah. whatever. I think the it was most, seven. Yeah. The most recent one that just like everyone's thought sucked. Like I hadn't seen a single episode before, but I just love hanging with the boys so much like all the boys were getting together on Sundays so and we were all bringing food and having a potluck. So I would just come over and watch and try and figure out who was who and what was going on. So I, I watched the last season before I watched anything. Um, but I'm thinking that might be one of the shows I start from the beginning here. Um, another one I just, I just rewatched in the last like two or three days um, is that outer banks show on Netflix. I saw you tweet that. What is that? Oh, so it's like a bunch of like it's supposed to be like 17, 18 year old kids um in like the outer banks which i think is i think it's north carolina um in, like figure eight island and there's like there's like two there's like different sides there's three different people like okay. the locals that like work off of like tourists and stuff like that um then there's like the people that have like their second homes there that are rich yep and then the third group is kind of the people that come in for like a week and then um and there's just all this drama it's like very cheesy and like kind of shitty but it's so it's so addicting for some reason, like big cat always tweets about it. Like he's like doing his satire, like kind of chirping it, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's good. So season two came out today. So I started watching it. There's uh, one girl on there that I'm just fully in love with. Um, Madeline, Madeline Klein is her name. She's perfect. But anyways, it's a great show. I enjoy watching it and we've, we've kicked it off again. So we'll have to, nice. uh, I don't want to do any spoilers because obviously it just came out today, but we'll do, maybe we'll do some reviews of that. So it's, it's to, I'll, I'll check out the first season. Maybe I, uh, I'll check out the freaks. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything right now. I haven't no. been watching anything. Um, I watched whatever, I guess it was like, no, I was two. It was like two seasons ago, like last season, figure that one out. But I crushed, I crushed a whole, year or whatever the whole what what do you call a series like the whole series what would you call series? that okay i crushed the whole series <laughs> up until <laughs> up until uh up until the, like, the last one to catch up because my wife was like fully caught up in that game of thrones so I, like that's when i was playing in uh san diego so i was just crushing like three episodes because they're long flights yeah but uh Man, dive, but to go back to you watching like the last season, like not it, 
would be impossible to figure out what the fuck is oh, going and, on. And like I didn't, and like you don't want to be that because there's nothing worse than watching. Um, hey, what's going on? Hey, yeah, who's that person? Wait, who's that guy? What's, yeah. what is, what's he doing here? And like yeah. there's so many links that are being connected from previous seasons. So I was just mm-hmm. sitting there eating dingers and pizza and hanging with the boys. So it was, uh, yeah, I wasn't doing really much much watching. I liked it though. People obviously people I had a long attachment to it and didn't really like how the last season kind of panned out. Um, but I enjoyed it not knowing anything. So it was, yeah, I had a yeah. good time. The first you'll, you'll, it's a, it is a banger of a show. You'll enjoy the first couple. I think I, again, I don't know how many seasons, but yeah, the first like three or four are like super intense and, and pretty cool. So yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'll get into that. I'll get into that at our banks. I'll watch the first season. Yeah, give it a, uh, give it a test run again, just to kind of preemptively give you, I guess, some insight. It's definitely cheesy, and like it's not the greatest acting, but it's like it's shot in a beautiful place, and it's uh, yeah, I enjoyed watching it. But kind of right up my alley. Yeah, exactly. The other thing on it would have been it was actually the same day I got injured. Maybe I was just so excited for the weekend, but Cottage Springs came through with one of the best deliveries I've ever gotten 10 Jeez. cases of 10 cases of Springs delivered a um, bunch of hats and a bunch of shirts. So we're going to start doing, uh, start doing some giveaways. And I think uh, once this episode drops, you know, what we're going to do for giveaways is if you listen to this and then you go out and buy cottage Springs, we need you to post it to your Instagram story, tag us. And then, what we'll do is just pick random people to get a hat out of it. We got a bunch of hats yep. and a bunch of shirts. So um, we'll, uh, we can start doing that again. We're so excited with those, you know, those guys are treating us so well and um, we're re-signed until the end of the year, which is huge. Yeah. Uh, and, and just kind of gives us some peace of mind on that side. And, and like I said, like I said, I've got weekends free now. So maybe we'll start doing some live events or um, you know, whatever, start planning some stuff. So excited. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, yeah, the ideas, the ideas are flowing. I think if it, again, thanks for them to have faith in us. And again, you know, with us, you having some free time, us having some free time, if we can, you know, figure this whole thing out that, you know, kind of grow this, but then again, kind of get on that, that other side of this, like the social media, the giveaways, and then, yeah, I mean, whether that's concerts, whatever, but I think, yeah, I think we're both kind of wanting to get into some other stuff with these guys as far as like live events and giveaways and, and stuff like that. So for sure. Um, but man, yeah, that, you sent me that picture and I, I retweeted it, but yeah, I mean, even that alone, is just like, man, that's, that's so awesome. Yeah. Among yeah, other you know, things. We'll have to start giving them uh, maybe give some random, random cases away. I was actually thinking about uh, just for that shortened MSL season, like, picking picking a, a warrior of the game for Coburg or something and then giving him a case. Yeah. Uh, I well, I got a uh, – you know what's crazy too is uh, like so many people, I, I mean, and again, kind of wheels start turning. Not that I'm a businessman or entrepreneur. I don't even know how any of it works. But like so like not a, th- a ton, but like people are like, hey, can we get this in the States? It's like how do we get this in the States? The team from Denmark, Denmark, the cross, like do you guys ship international? So now it's like, man, like – we got to, obviously we're not, a, yeah, we're not a part of like their company, but they sponsored us. Like now it's kind of like, man, I want to be a part of this. Like let's, let's get this thing global. Cause it's huge. Like in Canada, especially obviously Ontario, BC from like 
even Alberta, like that one guy, I think what he sh- he filled up a whole shopping cart or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, two shopping carts full of it. So, I don't know. Nuts. We we may need to get that guy's name. Who is that? Guy? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you're out there and you did that, because obviously you listen to the podcast, but somebody filled up two two grocery carts full of cottage springs and then sent an email with the pictures of it to the CEO and said like he did it because of our podcast. So shout out to you. You got us you got us renewed on the deal there. So that's yeah, yeah. uh yeah, that's a big move. Everybody else, feel free to do that as well. Um, we've definitely heavily encouraged. Yeah, and fuck, like like Danny said, just tweet fucking Instagram and give us the pics of you buying it, getting on the dock, on the golf course, whatever, so we can, uh, again, so we can take this thing globally, man, because, again, I'm having some right now. It's, it's a tasty drink, and it's, hey. Yeah. And if you can relate to like the people behind it, I think that's the thing for me. Like I'm going (laughs) to, that was about to sound dark. I'm going to drink anyway. (laughs) So (laughs) if, if if it's like, if it's something where it's like, I'm in the store and you know, I've got a connection to, you know, people or the brand itself. It's like, well, I'm just going to buy that. And then you start to kind of just like feel a connection to it. Tell other people about it. The other day I was in the LCBO and um, they didn't have any of the, uh, the vodka lemonade ones on the, on the shelf. So yeah. I asked the lady if they had any in the back and she went and grabbed them. And the guy's guy standing beside me with like a case of uh, another product that shall not be named. And he's like, Oh, like you're sending her to the back. Like, why didn't you just grab like a different brand? And I was like, Oh man, like, these are so good. You got to try them. He put his case down and picked up, a, uh, picked up a case of vodka lemonade. Yeah. Ones. Let's so it's, go. Uh, yeah. It's, it's those little things that kind of make you feel proud of to be a part of it. Yeah. So, we can't thank them enough. And and like you said, live events, I think are hopefully going to be in the future with maybe our boy, Boston Levi and, and, you know, maybe some glorious sons action. You never know. So, yeah. I um, saw he's doing, uh, I think it's up his way, but he's, he's doing like a live, it's like a farmer's concert kind of or something, but yeah, I want to, I don't, I, I didn't look too far into it. I, I thought it was like, maybe like some sort of like a brewery or like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I was yeah, going to shoot him a message. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll hop on a damn train to go out there and, and yeah. go, uh, see him with my, maybe I'll scooter. Maybe we'll start a fundraiser. I'll scooter all the way to Kingston to watch Boston Levi. Yeah. I was going to shoot him a message, but now I kind of feel like uh, I'm annoying him. I think I sent him a, a video. Now I can't remember, but I was thinking I was rocking Mac to sleep, but I had, uh, I had his album on or like his songs on. Nice. And, and I sent it to him just because again, like we, we do listen to it, but now I feel like, fuck. I don't want to be that that stalker and be like, hey, but yeah. uh, he's gonna now he's gonna block you and he's never yeah, going exactly. on the pod again. But uh actually, my wife is super pumped. I think, well, my wife is pumped. I don't know if I should be pumped, but uh Boston Levi follows my wife, so I guess uh oh fuck, you better look. I guess I guess hey, some things are happening. Mac I guess Mac, meet your happening. new Mac, meet your new stepfather, Boston. <laughs> No one, a hey, the funny thing is, no one says he looks like me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold up an old picture of Boston and see what's going on. Here. <laughs> but oh, and well, and actually, a little, I got a little. He sent me a DM the other day of just like a video of the ground with, uh, with his new song playing in the background. He said I, yeah. I had to promise, couldn't send it around or whatever. But his uh, new tune sounds unreal too, man. So we may have to have a new tune um, put into the podcast here with with the new stuff he's got coming out. It's just. It's for unreal. Sure. I love it. For sure, for sure. What else we got going on? I'm trying to. Oh, I watched. Uh, we. <laughs> you ever you ever heard of the movie No Sudden Move? No. 
So I think it's relatively new. It's on Netflix. Great cast, incredible cast, but um, it's like a true story based on all the car companies kind of like back in the sixties, they had this, they had this document that essentially described how they can lower pollution in vehicles. Um, but they were hiding it so that they didn't have to put it into their cars. And yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. story about how all these people double cross each other and, and to kind of get it and to get money back and stuff. And I, I couldn't even follow it a little bit. Like it yeah. was, it was so hard, but it's, it got, I looked at it, I looked up after I got 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So um, I mean, if you give that one a watch and I want to have your okay. review on it. Okay. I'll get that one this week for sure. I think actually it might be on, it might be a Crave one, but. Uh, I got them all. So don't worry. I got Disney, Crave, Amazon, fucking Netflix. Don't worry. I got it all. You're checking so. every box. I love that. That's how yeah. you um, so. But yeah, the other, so the other thing we wanted to start doing and shout out to our buddy, Logan Schuss. He DM me with this, uh, with this idea is to kind of go through each city that we travel to in the NLL and just chat about what it's like, you know, what we do, where we stay, things like that. Um, where we go out, obviously I'm sure people want to hear that part of it too, but I thought, obviously I just had a list of, of like the new divisions. I figured we start in the East and, alphabetically man one of the coolest places to play i think and kind of most history is is buffalo so i don't know if you want to kind of like start it off and and maybe chat about it we can walk through the different things about what we do there um yeah for sure like so like obviously buffalo there's there's a kind of the tops of the tops of like places to play for and to be a uh, play in so Buffalo's up there, Colorado, Saskatchewan. I think we've named a bunch, but you know, Buffalo, they've been there kind of since the beginning, and um, yeah, like it's just the fans are so knowledgeable, they got the chance, they got everything, so it's awesome. So, what's the, what's the one the penalty thing, nice, chant? What's the penalty chant? Uh, BOX, 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 or to the box, or something like that. But so I hear that, I hear that, like two times. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but the one thing about Buffalo, um, that not a lot of people know, and which makes it like a sneaky, sneaky, wicked city, is that last call is 4 a.m. Fuck, I f- fuck that. <laughs> it's like so um, sneaky, good, sneaky, bad. That that's up to you. But it's four a.m. and obviously there's the legendary Chippewa Street, which you know that's that's their kind of bar district, and that's that's where you make make most of the trouble, make most of the fun. And um, I mean, I haven't been out now. Now we're talking two years, right? Yeah, like since we've been there last, but. One of one of my go tos place was uh, Soho's. It was like a two floor rooftop patio. That was kind of the place I used to go to. Yeah. Um, used to always be packed. Used to take care of both the away and the home team, um, and it's just always an absolute ride. Again, because the fans know what's going on. You're they know like why you're there. It's, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, I love playing Buffalo, especially because it's close. Your family's there. It's just, it's kind of a first class class place to play. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't, I know it's not called that anymore. What's the hotel called now? It used to be called the Adams Mark, right? Yeah. 
So that was the original one, but now, like, I don't know. Did you stay in the one like the last time? Like the same hotel, but it's like remodeled, right? No, they, one? or the one attached yeah, to the arena. Nope, there's another new one, which oh, okay. is just around the corner. So yeah, so the original one was the Adams Mark, which was like right a kind of right around the corner from the arena, like a little bit older, but nice hotel, whatever. But the new one is like so Terry Pagula who owns the Sabres, owns the Bills, owns the Bandits, has put a ton of money into Buffalo. Obviously, he built that hotel with the rink in it, the canal system, blah, 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 blah. He's put – before, like, honestly, when I first started playing, all that was parking lots, dude. There was nothing around the arena. Now it's kind of like every arena. Like, there's a shit ton to do around there. But there's this new hotel, and it's, like, super artsy, legit, and – now for the life of me, I can't remember it, but it's legit. <laughs> like there's a bowling alley in it. Oh, really fuck. nice restaurants. Yeah. Like, and it's like all sweets. Uh, I just can't remember. It's right near the Buffalo chop house. Okay. So I'll try and figure it out, but it is, it is like fucking swanky, like very hipsterish, but it's very nice. It's actually one of the nicer hotels I've stayed in, in this league. So that's a new one where the guys stay. Again, now I, I can't remember, like, because he put me on the spot. But, anyways, it's legit. Yeah, um, yeah that's uh, yeah. well, we because I think it obviously it's been like you said, it's been so long, right? But the we had training camp last year where you go like a couple teams go and play like exhibition games. Um, and we had that in Buffalo. You were there too, right? I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we stayed at that like Adams Mark, whatever it's called now. Um, yeah, and actually, the year before when I was on Vancouver and we played there, and it was still called the Adams Mark, we had like Alex Buki, our goalie, and like two or three other guys got stuck in the elevator. <laughs> I think I remember this story. I think I've heard this. Yeah, go <laughs> and on. they couldn't get out. Like obviously, everyone's pay- like Buki's like scared of elevators. I think to begin with or something. <laughs> he's they're stuck in there, and I think it got to the point where it's like halfway to the floor. So they like yep. clawed the doors open and then like pulled themselves pulled themselves out. Everyone else is getting pregame nap and our starting goalies stuck in the elevator. So that's that's one of those adversity things we talked about yeah. um, when we first started this thing. But the yeah the dude the, I mean you talked about the fans and stuff. I think one of the coolest parts about that like Key Bank Arena, um, where the Sabers play and everything is like the Bandits were actually the first team to ever sell out that arena. That's a fun fact I found out. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. So I don't know if it was maybe just like the timing of the season or whatever that opened for the bandits to play. Yeah. Like they're the first ones that got in there or whatever, but but still. uh, Yeah. They sold it out. So it's like, it's like 19,000 fans or something. So it's like, um, it's no joke. And you said too, like, you know, when we played Rochester, man, those fans, they traveled to Rochester games too. Yeah. They'll bring bosses of people. It's, it's Buffalo. They, Buffalo loves their sports. I don't think that's any secret, but it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool that it can still be applied to lacrosse, but lunch wise, what's your, I know Cody Jameson was on at the beginning and talked, yeah, about, we, talked about chefs and how chefs is a bit sacrilegious on this, uh, on this podcast. Cause it's just, you're, you're literally just a human piece of cheese after, but yeah. Um, I know like chefs is this world famous and anyone from Buffalo or the upper or Western New York area will know it's just, Hey, I got nothing against chefs. It's a very delicious restaurant, 
But I mean, you can't be eating a quarter pound of Parmesan before the old game. <laughs> expect to be, expect to have the legs going before the game. Yeah. So, but it's this world famous restaurant. So it's just natural that, and again, a lot of like team um, liaisons, managers, they don't know any difference. They're like, they just ask, Hey, where's a good place to eat? Everyone's like, Chefs, great restaurants. So it's like, Hey, we're going to Chefs and you can't eat there. It's just, no. it's like literally eating a where wheel. Do you, of- where do you usually go? So I'll I'll go I'll go to I like Cheesecake Factory yeah because I mean it's an absolute novel but they'll they'll basically make you whatever you want if you want to like go off the menu they'll do whatever but they actually have a, a pretty legit like healthy menu and again they got it down like clockwork out there it's such a giant restaurant it's quick and easy to get to it's at uh the Walden Galleria right yeah but that's that's where I'll start going now because it's just like. It's quick in drive and out, over you to your nap too right exactly and and they they accommodate they know what's going on so yeah that's that's where i'm going now dude i once got, you I once went there I, I i do the same thing i i like it quick and easy bring out the bread get a couple of those in you and then you get your you get like usually you can get like a starter and then a main yeah and, and it's not yep. very expensive it, you know and once you go through the menu the first time you usually kind of find your go-to but um, they had this little like little menu inside it that was like the thin sations menu. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't realize that's what it was. And there was like on there, it had like two medallion steaks. And I was like, oh, fucking right. So let's get these. Dude, they came out and I kid you not, these steaks were the size of a fucking quarter. Like, yeah, they're sitting on the plate and just starving. So I had to go get like Chipotle or something um, right before the game. But yeah, that's I'm usually a cheesecake factory guy too, just because it's it's quick, it's healthy. You know, you can get a salad and like a nice ring, whatever, not Raincoast Greens, that's Cactus Club, but um, yeah. like something like that. And then you just there's toss. a nice, uh, there's a nice goat cheese and beet salad on yes, uh, the, the cheesecake. Beet, that's yeah, candy pecans, nice. beet, goat cheese, field greens. That's a starter. And then I'm usually getting it's like a, it's kind of, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a power bowl. It's like quinoa chicken avocado yeah. just a classic chickpeas like every every superfood antioxidant fucking yeah, every throw one. yeah every buzzword of food in in one plate that's that's my usual go-to yeah there, so. yeah and then yeah obviously really cool to play there i think and yeah sorry go ahead and so even when i got some guys on board to come at cheesecake because once you get there it's like oh shit i can do whatever i want like it it taps every box you can get asian american buck and whatever but the classic is every single guy will get the old cheesecake to go for after the game oh, a big old slice yeah. of cheesecake after well after you know what the kudos to the marketing team at, at cheesecake factory yeah. just putting a giant glass case of all the cheesecakes on the walk in like yeah, yeah. you gotta walk by it twice so it's like even on the way out it's like should i get one to go yeah. and then you just grab one so it's uh, i don't yeah, really like funny. cheesecake oh shit they have oreo they got scores like they got whatever cheesecake tickles oh yeah your fancy. You, you completely ruined the healthy meal you just had by just burying a slice of that 1200 calorie cheesecake or whatever but, but you feel good because it was post game so it's yeah. fine like i can have because i played a game so yeah whatever exactly now yeah speaking of post game so chippewa street obviously as you you mentioned it i like i like the rec room on chippewa street okay it's, i i had a blast there i think i think it was mitch jones maybe or, or josh Byrne or something that like helped us get in there um for that training camp one but then there was this other place jonesy took us there for dinner when i was in vancouver um 
and it was like kind of like a hole in the wall, no lights on. Like, I guess I don't know. It, it was it was one of those places where it's like you're taking your girlfriend that you know your wife doesn't yeah. know about. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. You can't really see her face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No or one no can one see, can no see, one can face, see yeah. you at the like who it is. So, um, I guess it's uh, and not for that reason, but I guess it's a spot like a lot of the Sabres guys go to just to kind of like yeah. stay low key. But it was so good. Like Italian food was on. I think a chicken parm or something. It was so good. I want to say it's like called like Mamas or something. Um, okay. But or mothers, mothers. Um, okay. Uh, I think. And anyways, other spot there was. I know. Um, I've gone out there before. So like my buddy Shane played hockey at Canisius, and um, we went out to the. I think it's Allentown. Um, yeah, like there's a bar called Fally Allen, and mm-hmm. it it was so fun at the time. There's. Um, I'm sure she is a lacrosse girl as well. Janae Guy. She she was a bartender there, and like went to Canisius. So she was like hooked us up for with a great setup there. And we had an absolute blast. Like, and that's the kind of place where you're mixing up with like, you got locals, you got college kids, you got like young professionals and everyone's got the same goal in mind. And yeah, it was uh, it's a good time. It's kind of like an indoor outdoor spot. So um, I'm going to pick up that name drop. I just threw, but yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's uh, that's crazy. That, the just dropping that name but i i went out in allentown <laughs> i'm just i'm in i'm a mental figure yeah now. now you're now you're, you're frozen <laughs> just my mind's racing yeah i'm going left i'm going right but uh <laughs> i i went out in allentown um like classic kind of same thing you're talking but it like it had the classic dartboard like yes axe throwing everything it, it was like super cool and this was uh who it was this was when i was in philadelphia so it was uh not that many people know but uh, it was john mcfadden um he met a girl anyways because you're just like chip watch chip i should like, no you got to come to allentown and yeah. we went there it was like it was so legit it was kind of like you know allentown it's like the classic or sorry chip wall street's a classic like let's just fucking blow it out of the water allentown's kind of like off the beaten path but still just as good but it's like you kind of gotta know someone to go there yeah so but it, it is both places are awesome so oh, yeah that's uh yeah we once actually did uh i think it was so my buddy shane had already left canisius but his his buddy was still playing there that we knew well um so we had a game in Rochester and I wasn't playing. That was like the, the, my second year Roch when I really didn't play at all. So <laughs> yeah. no surprise there. Um, and the game finished and I was driving to Buffalo and my other buddies were driving from Burlington to Buffalo. And we were meeting at like the Canisius hockey house to like, yeah, have a big, uh, a big rager. And it was, uh, it was so fun. Like, like you said, though, we didn't like, we pre-drank until two 30 in the morning. And then went out to the bar and then you get post bar food and like you're back home at like five 30 in the morning. Guys are like, then it's like, you go back to a hockey house. There's like an absolute ruckus of people singing yeah. karaoke. Somehow I got into my car in the morning and, and uh, go back to cross over the border. I got two brand new CCM sticks in the back, left-handed uh, shot, yeah. <laughs> just ready to rock. So it was uh, yeah. to dominate was men's league. Yeah. I remember uh, cause New York city's, four o'clock in the morning too and, and i mean new york city is like i don't think there is a last call but i remember uh same thing i was playing in philadelphia we had like net karate uh matt Danowski, a bunch of guys living in the city in new york city and uh, they're talking about going out in new york because like 
in Ontario, like it's two o'clock. So you pre-drink to maybe midnight, Yeah. get to the bar, two hours at the bar, you know, then maybe a post game, you're done by whatever, three, four, who knows, right? Yeah. But they were telling me, they're like, yeah, no, we nap till like 2 a.m. And then we go out. I'm like, what? You nap till fucking 2 a.m.? Like, oh, yeah, we'll drink till like 10, have a two-hour nap. Then we go out. Oh, my God. You know, it was just like something you never, yeah, it's just like, holy fuck, I I don't know what's going on anyways. Yeah. That's incredible. It's always like a, it's always like a mind warp going to Buffalo in those places because you're like ingrained. You're like, oh shit, like I gotta get as drunk as I can in these two hours. And then all of a sudden you look at your watch, it's like two o'clock. So okay, like we got a hey, five shots, let's go. And they're like, hey, like, dude, we got another two hours here. Like, fucking pump the brakes, right? You're like, oh, oh fuck, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that's that. why. Yeah, I, my that, bad. You stand outside of Chippewa Street at five, at four in the morning when everything shuts down and the lights come on the creatures and the stuff that goes on on that street are some of the fun like you got people holding people's hair throwing up throwing <laughs> purses at people it's literally like it's like you stepped into like uh, it's like the purge the purge uh, yeah i just gonna say it's the fucking it's the purge 2.0 for sure it's yeah. like the who's who of like if you can survive till four on chippewa street man you you've like you've solved darwin's fucking theory of evolution you're you're ready to go are you dropping darwin on me you must be reading <laughs> books right now that's unbelievable you know it's you know i was just gonna say um i'm gonna get back and i was gonna say this and then now you jog i'm gonna get back into book reading i i love autobiographies i was listening to i have like three or four i i bought like and i just love buying books and not reading them and just having them on my bookshelf yeah but i'm uh i'm gonna get back in the book reading so along with a couple episodes i'm gonna get back in the book reading on a totally separate fucking side note a few uh, a few days ago, I started reading after I listened to that uh, Spit and Chicklets episode where they talked about like Giannis's um, or Giannis, his speech on ego and like being humble or being prideful yeah. or whatever and um, what ego is. So then I, I picked up that ego is the enemy book. So I started reading that one. Actually, insanely good. Um, yeah. And funny story, you talk about book reading. I still have your hard copy of Sean Avery's Oh, oh no way yeah yeah <laughs> hey, you can so, have it man i still got that one i, I read that one too it's pretty good um the other one i definitely will we are we're almost starting a book club here but that uh david goggins can't hurt me unbelievable mm, yeah, um i, I should mean read that one dude yeah. this the story like the story about this guy complete maniac like literally went he intentionally didn't train cardio for like six months and then just went and did a hundred mile race 20, 24 hours. Like just poop, pooping himself. His yeah. shins are broken. Like, yeah. yeah. His toes got no, to- no toes left. So yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then uh, I like that Matthew McConaughey one too. Green lights. Um, but, yeah. But yeah, now I'm trying to, the other thing, I think what we're going to do here is going to have to, maybe we'll, we'll work a deal, chat with our friends at Lion Eyes, just maybe sponsor the, uh, the ACL recovery here or sorry, ACL Achilles recovery <laughs> here. Um, we're going to knock on wood after that drop, but um, yeah. because Both of us. we're working with them, they're a great sponsor. LionEyesSupplements.com, code Dan25, 25% off. Make sure you dive into that stuff. I'm onto the now, the BCA's, EA's lollipop flavor. Ooh. It's Is good. it good? It's Because I got the watermelon. That's yeah. that's the next one. 
yeah. that's the next one Lollipop's on my list. Then. Unreal. I think my I think my flavor ranking right now is white freezy lollipop watermelon. That's how good. Okay. I, I really like those ones. So all right, um, all right. Yeah, we're we're happy to be working with those guys. And then you know, obviously, uh, you guys can't see the video, but I'm on video and I've got my uh, um, my born on B O T B. Yeah, born on the bay hat on. I think you only have. I don't even know when this episode will come out, but um, we'll see if we can still honor that BOTB 13 code for uh, 13% off. Um, still trying to figure out how to say Arch- Arctic Pelagio. Yeah. Um, but do, their clothes are awesome. Anything golfing, um, you know, the, the towel. I saw a bunch of people. Um, I've, I've gotten the towel. I, I think they still have some left, but, dude, they're so nice because you can just fold it so small, and it's just, like, it's perfect for a college weekend. Sand-resistant no sand sticks in it just falls right off so no uh, way go check them out born on the bay um you know on instagram or or their website as well and uh botb 13 so there's uh those are our partners and we're looking to expand those more so i think there's uh we're gonna have some conversations here we're gonna start pulling the analytics of the podcast and and make some business cases because like i said i'm looking which uh yeah i mean i whatever we won't get into it but that one little snapshot was it was kind of like nice to see like it again anyways we won't get into numbers but it was good so yeah we're excited about let's it let's just let's just keep growing this thing and i think we have a couple other things hopefully coming down the pipe with uh maybe some union stuff and some other companies but yeah man well, yeah uh, i think uh yeah that we're, we're gonna we're chasing down a guest now um that's uh evaded us a couple times but <laughs> i you know i actually had the idea the other day was to try to work with him to uh to you know i guess you'll probably be able to figure out who it is but get one of those uh whatever what is it go speed three speed yeah 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 the speed lacrosse speed lacrosse i think i don't know whatever whatever it's called it's that like beach lacrosse where it's like three on three someone's got to jump in net so it's like odd man rush i was thinking about trying to just put one of those together at like burlington beach make a cottage springs event of it and try to try to raise some money so um Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool uh, to, to try and do. So, well, uh, we've got so many ideas. Like we said, we weren't execution guys, but now we've got some extra time. Um, so maybe we'll be able to to kind of pull it off. But I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we send it over to Grimesy? No, man. I think this, again, this was a cool little episode into uh, how we got OJLL back on and, and kind of where he wants to take it and just his backstory. So, no, I'm good, man couple exclusive drops in there too he gave us yeah uh, so listen up all right let's send it over to commissioner of the ojll mark grimes and now we're pleased to welcome this gentleman Halen from aurelia ontario he's a former trader on the toronto stock exchange turned city councillor which when I was looking into it, it looks like he just pounds his opponents vote after vote. He's coming off a pretty super successful weekend in the Ontario Junior Lacrosse League, which saw box across start back up in Ontario for the first time in over a year. Please welcome on the back of the bird, the new commissioner, the OJLL, Mark Grimes. How you doing, thanks, Mark? Guys. guys, thanks so much. Great to be with you today. Loving it. Awesome, man. So what's going on? Well, first of all, Paul, I recognize that uh, birth. Uh, congratulating your birth of your new uh, son there last week. I think that's your oh, first, thanks. right? Yeah, yeah, it's the first one. Yeah, thanks. Well, congrats! I was more to catch up to me, but uh, listen, it's uh, <laughs> future lacrosse player. There you go. So congratulations. I know. I I started late. I don't know if I can handle five, man. You're a warrior. 
Yeah, no, it's it's uh, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. But uh, no, you, you're gonna love it. It's uh, it's great. So, but yeah, listen, it, it's exciting times for lacrosse. Exciting times for me. And uh, stepped into the role probably about three and a half, four months ago now. And um, it's been a it's been a blast. And I think you know the first goal for me as as the new commissioner was to uh, get these 500 kids we had on the floor last week. So it was nothing but uh, great vibes there last week. Everyone excited. I think even the timekeepers were excited to be back. But it was. Uh, it was a good vibe around the rink and uh, the track was uh, a great host. And uh, that was just the first weekend. We had a few hiccups, uh, as you probably know, but hey, listen, nothing's uh, perfect in these crazy times, but we're looking forward to the upcoming weekend, uh, even knocking on the park even more. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you kind of, you kind of said it right there. Like um, I didn't get to go the Saturday, but I, I watched it from work. And then like, first of all, the feeds were amazing. So like, that's, that's a home run right there. So people can obviously with, you know, capacity limits and all that stuff. And in the times we're living, you're still, we're still giving, well, you're still giving people an opportunity to watch the game. The feed was amazing and you got good commentary. So that's, you know, that's a huge check in the box for, for everyone in this digital world. And then uh, just walking around on Sunday, like, like you said, there's kind of just like this crazy buzz. Like it almost felt like we talked about like these minor lacrosse tournaments. That's what it kind of felt like. One of these crazy minor lacrosse tournaments. You're just running into people left, right, and center saying, hey, because you haven't seen anyone for like two years. But uh, yeah, I think it was super successful. I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I, I think it was uh, I think it was an awesome first weekend. Like you say, we'll continue on to the second weekend. Yeah, that was a good read, though. I talked to Billy G, your boy from Burlington, Billy Greer, who's, uh, who head up our return to play. Great guy. But that's kind of how it felt to me. It was like an old tournament where – these kids would play twice a day and sometimes three a day. So when we were doing the schedule, uh, it was, there was concern about, you know, the amount of time that kids would be on the floor. I said, listen, this is like it was when they, when they played tournaments and they, they're not that old. It's not that far away for them to do it. So it was, uh, it was not perfect, but the main thing was to get those kids back on the floor. We had the U uh, 22 kids on the floor, the 22 year olds. So it was amazing. Those kids lost a whole year last year. So it was great to, to get the U 22, the 22 year olds on the floor. And the game was fast. We put those new rule changes in. All I heard was how fast and how great the lacrosse looked. I know the kids are a little bit rusty. Everyone's a little bit rusty, but God, it was uh, it was great talent on the floor. And and, and as the weekend went on, uh, you saw the rust just fall off. It, it was just great lacrosse. Awesome. I I think uh, you know outside of even the lacrosse side of things, and obviously that's you know most of what we do. I kind of wanted to you know walk through you know your life and and kind of how you got you know, to where you are. And, and this is what always, you know, interests me about, you know, the political side side of the world is, you know, before you obviously, you, you, you were in a family business from what I understand. And um, before you made the jump to politics, so how does, how does that happen? How is that kind of, you know, one day, like you just or over time, maybe where you you're interested in it, or one day you just said, I had enough, I want to be in charge. Well, listen, was... you read my bio there where you brought up Aurelia, you know, you're driving to Aurelia, you see the big billboard sign, the home of Gordon Light with Mark Rodgers. You seen that sign? Yeah. Probably not. I'm kidding, but yeah. <laughs> I, I saw Gordon Lightfoot in concert. I saw yeah. Gordon Lightfoot in concert like two years ago. Yeah, Aurelia, my hometown. So listen, you know, I started on, you said, I started on Bay Street as a young guy, as a trader on the floor of the exchange, which was the best job in the world. If I was there still, I'd probably be dead, but uh, the floor is gone. But I, I uh, worked on the floor for 13 years as a trader. <clears throat> absolutely fantastic uh, 13 years and then I got into the transportation business I started a new company in 1997 with my brother Brad and uh, we brought our other brother Greg into it uh, MG International Logistics so we uh, had that going and somehow I got talked into in 2003 to running for uh, city of uh, Toronto 
Council. So I ran and uh, one shocked the, the shit out of a lot of people. We won the first time out at an army behind me. And like I said, it was a lot of lacrosse parents, hockey parents that uh, my kids played with. They were part of the army and uh, got elected to city council. Soon after that, they kind of said, look, you're the sports guy, which uh, I feel most comfortable in. And uh, being the father of five kids, all involved, four boys, one girl, you guys know Colleen. She's a rock star. She's known across this country and in the States for the great work she does promoting the game of lacrosse. But uh, my oldest oh, son, yeah. Jonathan, he coached with uh, Stevie Toll, the A. So all my boys played lacrosse. So, you know, I've been away from the game for a few years. The kids aren't there. Um, but uh, just had two grandkids uh, over the last couple of years. Can't wait to get them back in the box. But, you know, it's, uh, it, it's great to get back into the game at this, at this capacity. That's awesome. No doubt. 13, you were on this exchange for 13 years? 13 years. Yeah, I started uh, 18 year olds on the floor, uh, answering the phones, and uh, it was the greatest thing. The guys used to send me down to the bar next door for coffees. I thought I was getting coffees, but they were uh, the old white styrofoam cups with lids, and they were actually Ryan Coke. So the market even opened yet. I was running back and forth to the bar delivering Ryan Cokes at 18 years old, but it was, it was the greatest job worked my way up there. By the time I was 26, I was making so much friggin' money. Uh, my dad was an accountant. I wouldn't even let me do my taxes anymore. He's like, where's his money gone? But it was the greatest <laughs> job. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm probably glad I'm out of there. I'd probably be dead if I was still there. Yeah. I so it's, just, it's like lacrosse. It's just like the movies, eh? Like, just like Wolf of Wall Street. Well, I can tell you that story <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street when, uh, I was kind of known as being the ringleader down there. I brought the marching band on the floor one day. I came back from lunch after a few adult beverages with uh, <laughs> a few of my buddies. And I came back with a 52-piece marching band and uh, marched them on the floor. And my boss almost dropped dead. But we did everything for sick kids. But when the Wolf of Wall Street came out, they did a, re they did a research on all the exchanges. And that, that uh, I brought that. So they, they, they picked that off me. And uh, my phone went off the hook. They, they called me the wolf still down there. But then it was, it, That's it was awesome. a lot of fun. Dude, that's incredible. That's amazing. That could be a show in itself, guys. Talk about the exchange. We're here to talk lacrosse. I know. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Well, okay, that, yeah, let's jump right into it because, I mean, I, yeah, we wanted to kind of, yeah, touch it. We like to get into, like, a little bit of the early stuff. So that's kind of – that's awesome, that that exchange story. That's wicked. But so did all your boys play lacrosse then? Like, I just – because what – like, what, what did you play growing up? Like, you're a big football fan, aren't you? Yeah, I used to be the chair of the Argonne football uh, team uh, for, for years. But, yeah, I played uh, baseball, played hockey, uh, didn't play organized lacrosse. At that time, in Mimico was kind of on a little bit of a lull, a lull. But we had Barb Forby and Ruby Lang that kind of kept everything together. They're both Hall of Famers to the L.A. Uh, my daughters picked up a lot from them. But, um, you know, I, I brought my son, my oldest son, Jonathan, into lacrosse uh, when he was like six years old. So I walked out and uh, we didn't have a coach for the, uh, the rep team. So I said, hey, I'll do it came out I had I think 11 kids on the floor and half the kids were there because their mothers pushed them out onto the floor but they weren't uh, rep caliber at that time and we'd be marching into Whitby playing their host league rep team would have uh, eight teams and we'd yeah. go out there we get we waxed 20 nothing after the first period and the, the coach would come over he start switching kids sweaters but that uh, goes really in a lull there but I started coaching that team at that time uh Brendan Shanahan he'd just been drafted by uh the New Jersey Devils and uh, he walked out onto the floor one one uh, Saturday morning had his lumberjack shirt on his hat down over his uh, eyes, but he came out and started to help out. Next week I had 25 kids and next week I had 35 kids and Shane would come out and help and Brian, Brian Shanahan, but uh, the Shanahan's really helped rebuild Mimico, uh, uh, you know, getting involved. So the, the, the game has uh, grown in Mimico. It's one of the oldest centers in the country, as you guys know, but it's, uh, that's kind of how it started, but all my boys played. But, you know, my oldest son, John, went through the whole thing. He coached uh, 
with Steve Toll at the A level. He, he Brampton in a, in a big game there a few years back. It was pretty exciting, but they all played and they've all given back. Colleen, she's just, uh, she's probably the most strong out of the family now involved in lacrosse working with me. And it's been a pleasure to work with her because, uh, you know, I didn't get a lot of time for Colleen. She uh, didn't play a lot of sports. She played some baseball and swam younger, but this is something we're doing together now. It's just, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty rewarding. That's awesome. For sure. So did you grow, did you grow up with the Shanahan's? I grew up with Brian. So, uh, okay. There's Danny, Brian, and then Sean, and then we called little Shanny, little Shanny, which was still pretty close. But I talked to, I talked to uh, Brian and, and Brendan quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I was talking, you grew up with, you grew up with Brian, right? You said, sorry. Yeah. I grew up with Brian. Yeah. And we went to the university of the blue goose on the blue goose street together. And, uh, that's, uh, that was a story. That, that's another story in itself from with Brian Shannon. But we, uh, we had a great group growing up, but uh, yeah, we've remained friends to this day. So we talked to him quite a bit. That's amazing. Um, and then, yeah. So you're talking like, obviously like you just touched on Colleen, like, she kind of comes on like you say like almost like a rock star kind of comes out of nowhere first of all like pretty crazy like the cross is kind of you know stuck in especially junior the cross stuck in the stone age and then this girl you know in a male like in, in any sport especially it's, it's junior a senior a whatever but like a male dominant sport and then she just kind of comes in and just turns it up upside down but then like we see the growth that has happened in just this little short while. Like, can you just touch on that for? Yeah, so it's exciting. When I got approached to take this this job on, I was approached by one of the, the chairs, the, the co-chairs that kind of stepped in when there was no commissioner and approached me on it. And I said, listen, uh, yeah, I'm more than happy to step in. I, I, I don't have a lot of time, but anyway, I've stepped in. But after, uh, you know, getting into it and talking to the Rocky Mountain League and to BC, start talking to uh, the CLA, um, you know, her name, they say your daughter's doing a bang up job. Like I was surprised to hear it from BC and I was surprised to hear it from uh, the Rocky Mountain League to Commissioner Sean out there. But then I talked to Nick Sikavich, you know, which I knew before I took on the job. I, I consulted with him before I took it on and uh, he knew what my daughter. So, but she's kind of known across North America, taking it to the next level on the social media side. You saw the, the, the live stream he did. That was a direct result of the hard work she did. And, uh, you know, I was blown away by the quality. We've been working all week to see if we can get it to, uh, another level but people are excited about it but yeah she's she's knocking out of the park and it's kind of a neat to be uh working very closely if they're on it and a lot of these things that she's bringing to uh to the to the uh, ojll is it's been her ideas and uh, it's, been, it's been great to work with her on them it's been it's been it's been fantastic how did how did so how did you become the commissioner like how did this well, all kind of unfold got, i got approached by one of the, uh, the chairs and um they said, look, you'd be a great commissioner. And I think uh, he'd seen a lot of the things I'd done at the city hall. I'm, like I said, kind of the sports guy. And uh, I was the lead uh, on the Pan Am games for the city. I brought BMO field to the, the city, former charity. No way. Jeez. I sit on the board of the hockey hall of fame. I swear the uh, Canada sports hall of fame board. I sat on there. I built the MasterCard center, which is now the Ford, Ford performance center. I ran on that. And my first election with uh, Brendan Shanahan said, we're going to build a Ford Pat arena. Yeah. Delivered it. Uh, so kind of just fell into the sports uh, uh, file at City Hall, and that's where I feel most comfortable. But, yeah, I got approached, and they, they said they were looking for a commissioner, and uh, I thought about it for a bit, talked to Nick Sikiewicz down in uh, the States, and I said, yeah, let, let's do it. So it's exciting, and I think there's a great buzz going right now, and uh, mine is to take it to the next level. But the first thing I jumped into is we're in these crazy COVID times. Those 22-year-olds that are this year <clears throat> weren't on the floor. 
there was a great will to get you know uh, some lacrosse going again, but we we couldn't do it because of the, the pandemic. But I'm pretty close to Dougie Ford up there at the province, and uh, uh, Minister McLeod. I, I had a great chat with her and her staff, and uh, I said, look, we want we want to get back on the floor. So the idea I had, my first idea was to get back on the floor. Is we were going to go to Hill Academy. I was going to drop a box on the artificial turf, take it back to the days, guys, uh, way before your yeah. times that you play outdoors. And I yep. uh, worked with um, uh, Patrick Merrill up there. We worked along that lines, but then talking to the province, he said, look, guys, stage three's coming. <clears throat> you might want to hold it off a little bit. We could probably get you back inside. So uh, fast forward to the track called Jimmy Dawick, and we decided to go indoors. And that's, we, we got in, we got out a, a, a huge bill for testing our players and referees and, and uh, timekeepers. And they had to leave that building when the building would be tested, but we got away from that. So it saved us a huge amount, but my original idea was in stage two to go outdoors. We dropped that we, and we have indoors. And I think you'll see another bunch of other leagues now following us. I think the MSL is going to uh, start their season. They are, have started the season, but the people are starting to look at uh, getting back. But we, we kind of led, led that and uh, it was great to get the kids back playing. That's awesome. I think, uh, you know, obviously logistically and everything, it's incredible that it could get pulled off. And like you said, I think it's, it's so important for us though you know, you're gutted for those kids when they lose their last year. And I think to be able to give them a chance, you know, obviously it's not for a Minto cup, but it's, you know, that once you're playing, you're playing the same, you know, these, everyone's got one speed once the, uh, once everyone's feet hit the turf and they start playing. But I think, you know, you talked, you talked on, you know, the relationship with, with our commissioner in the NLL. And I think that's, it's a pretty interesting talking point. Cause I think, you, you know, there's two sides, right. To, to what junior a has and always, you know, or has always been up until bef- now, where it's, it's almost a completely different game than we're playing at the next level. So what yeah. was, you know, what went into these meetings that was kind of, you know, listen, I think we should change, you know, they select few rules and, and, and kind of really start to change the game to, to be able to develop kids and see if they can play that NLL game. Was there, you know, was that a process of picking a certain amount of rules or how did that go? So, when, you know, when, when I came and, and started talking to Nick about taking the gig on, I want to get his advice because I knew him prior to taking it on. So, I talked to Nick and I said, look, I think there's a great opportunity to work with the NLL. A lot of these kids are going to the NLL. Our, our rules were a little bit different, but uh, talking to Nick, I said, look, you know, I'm going to take this on. And one of my first um, ideas was to match up and change nine rules to, to match up with, uh, with the NLL. So I uh, had Eddie Como and Paul Day and Derek Keenan, uh, Ian Garrison, the referee side, Glenn Clark. They all kind of came in as my advisory committee. We went through those nine rules and, uh, you know, the eight second rule compared to the 10. You know, there's concerns, you know, some of the weaker teams, could they keep up with it? No, but you saw the first weekend, um, it was a little bit challenging at first, but the, but it was so good once the kids got used to it, it was fast. So we're going to review it. I talked to uh, uh, Sean Angus, the commissioner of the Rocky Mountain League of, of West. He, uh, he he decided to come along with us on that, and I'm disappointed BC didn't, because this is this is the time to look at these rules and change them. And um, But the Rocky Mountain came with us. I said, look, at the end of it, let's review it. Let's do it as a pilot project. And uh, we'll, we'll review it, but I think all things going great. I got a hard time on the goalie stick rule, making them smaller, but uh, it, it's been great. So anyway, so that was my first, let's, let's change the rules. A lot of these kids are going off to play in the L and um, it's a great game. You, you look at, you know, Gretzky and Joe's high investing in Vegas, right? So, um, you know, the game's on the move. It's the fastest growing game in the United States. We got to keep up with that. And uh, I just find there's a, there's, there's a new excitement and uh, I'm happy to lead it. So, um, you know, we'll see where it goes, but I think it's important we work with the NLL and, 
and work with our guys out west. And uh, I'd really like to get BC to come around. I know they're uh, they're uh, kind of setting their ways out there, but that's what I'm finding. You know, getting in here, a lot of these organizations are all in silos. And I said this to Commissioner Sakevich, we all got to start rowing the same way for the betterment of the game because it's got nowhere to go but up. And you guys played the game, you know, and just how fantastic it is. And even after after lacrosse, right? Um, it, it's 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 friendship to last forever. But that game to me. Um, you know, I, I'd like to, I'm going to look, I'm looking at expansion for 2023. The board gave me, um, they gave me the authority to go out and talk to a couple other organizations. So I'm hoping to add two teams in 2023. I can't tell you right now who they are, but we're in talks with a couple other centers. So that'd bring us up to hopefully 13. And I think the NL is going to 15. Wouldn't it be great somehow if we could all affiliate and, uh, with, with an NL team. So, you know, I don't know what that would mean. I would have to get the advisory guys together. How would that work? But. You know, I just think it's important. We all start working together. I know, I know the, the United States is now looking, putting a box program together. They are putting a box room together. I think they're seeing what's happening out here and they love the way our kids move that box in the tight quarters. And you see the scholarships, our, our kids are, they're heading off to the States. I think half of Vermont is uh, Canadian kids. Uh, you know, uh, Clark Peterson out of Mimico, captain of Cornell, right? And parents, when I was growing up, would say, oh, little Johnny's gonna play in the GHHL. But now the parents are saying, look, there's full pop scholarships for these kids playing lacrosse. So. You know, kids are playing, you know, year-round lacrosse. Look at the investment dollar made out in uh, at the track there, right? Yeah. There's no ice in there. It's just year-round lacrosse. So uh, that's good to see. And like I said, uh, but working with the Commissioner Sakevich, you know, we've got a commitment to work together. We signed a deal with them the other day. We haven't announced it yet. So you guys get a scoop on that. But, um, you know, and then this this season we put in, it's kind of been a work in progress. We decided to uh, uh, add the future championship games going to be either. We've moved the game to uh, the 8th of August for our final, give the kids a little bit more break. And then we're going to add an all-star game. We haven't even announced that. So we're giving that to you guys, August 14th, we're doing an all-star game uh, uh, to add that to it. So, awesome. you know what, these are things people are looking for and uh, we're going to deliver. That's amazing. We'll, uh, we'll keep it hush hush. We'll, uh, we'll let you announce. <laughs> breaking news. We're breaking <laughs> news journalists now. We didn't know. We I'm a little disappointed that uh, Nick's not on the call. We're on the Rudy. Where's he? My Notre Dame boy. Where is he? <laughs> He's too busy. He can barely... He can barely edit our podcast, let alone come on this anymore. Yeah. Or he, this this house is huge Notre Dame fan, so I was, I was listening to his podcast on a story the other day. It was pretty funny about being the, the last walk-on. But Oh, yeah. He's a character. No way. How'd you guys become Notre Dame fans? Oh, I just always a Notre yeah. Dame fan. I was younger. Lou Holtz, the coach. I became yeah. an Irish fan. And, uh, all the, all my kids, all my my grandson, we're all, we're I'm building an Irish bar in the basement right now, Notre Dame bar in the basement. But uh, we're huge Irish fans, so it was great to hear your story on your podcast there. I heard the other day. That's incredible. So, like you kind of just touched on it, like maybe some expansion. Like I wanted to kind of touch on, like yeah, you jump into this role. Obviously, you know this year is just about getting these kids back playing. You know, kind of you rebrand the OJLL as well, kind of, and, and Colleen puts her kind of fingertips on that and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, where do you, where do you kind of see you taking junior lacrosse? Like you mentioned expansion, but ain't anything kind of else? Well, listen, you know, we, uh, I'm kind of coming back in at the beginning. I'm, I'm flying at 10,000 feet. A lot of you guys are flying down a lot lower than I am, but I think that's sometimes good. I looked at it right away. I said, look, Colleen, right now we got to look at a rebrand right away. Yep. And uh, you know, you, you've probably seen our new logo. The yeah, OJALL awesome. is like a mouthful. So uh, we worked with Colleen and Chuck Ragusa down in Rochester, which we'll get to. I'm surprised you guys don't rec- remember me when we met the Mirage. I took you guys down to vinyl that night. You guys don't remember that? You too? When? Which, 
I met you guys at the Mirage, the adult entertainment. And I took you on vinyl. I took you down to Murphy's Law. You don't remember any of that, guys? Well, I mean, uh, no memories. Memory, I mean, we Rochester. We, Rochester is my second home, guys. I tell you, our, our cottage is down there. We spent a lot of time in Rock. I'm the mayor of Rock Vegas, so we call it Rock <laughs> Vegas. But, I'm right, well, but I hear you guys were uh, frequenters at Vinyl down the down the road from Murphy's. Yeah, well, it was either Murphy's or Vinyl because yeah. Murphy's is always packed. I mean, they're both always packed, but they both they both took care of us when we were there. But my buddy Johnny, if I remembered, he's a Toronto boy, he's a Johnny D owns Murphy's. He's one of my best buddies, and he owns uh, Murphy's and Magpies and the Half Pint. So, listen, I'm I'm a big Rock Vegas guy. We're down there all the time. But uh, wow, so I got off track. We were talking about, but uh, no, I, I love it. Rock. You guys both played in Rochester. It's, it's my home away from home. Yeah, there'll be there'll be any tickets waiting for you anytime you want to come down. Then this next season, I can't believe I you remember going to the vinyl and to and to the Rock. Well, I just wanted I want to defend <laughs> I want to defend obviously just. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, my brain is basically <laughs> is basically mush at the best of times. And then if we're meeting in the basement of vinyl, there was probably a couple adult beverages had beforehand. So enough said. Enough hey, said. I, hey, I apologize, Kamesh. That's, <laughs> that's on me. But no, nah, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, let's get back to just kind of, yeah, where where you're thinking of of taking this. Well, again, so, you know, I, I thought, like, let's do the rebrand, first of all. I mean, yeah. the talent's amazing. So, you know, the rule changes, talking to Nick uh, down in the state. Yeah, let's let's look at the rule changes. We brought them in. It was supported unanimous by my board. Let's look at expansion, uh, you know, unanimous by the board. Um, you know, we're live streaming these games now, which uh, we have uh, the, the Dairy Farmers Ontario game. will be shameless to get our, our, our sponsor a plug. But they came and uh, as a big sponsor. Um okay to allow the live streaming. And I was blown away about the quality. We heard nothing about the quality. There's some fine tuning we have to do, but you know, live stream these games and uh, listen, get, get these kids their scholarships, get them playing in the NFL and uh, who knows where it's going to go. But you know, uh, long-term thinking um, as I, I growing up in Mimico, the drum and bowl Mimico Inc. was called the drum and bowls, an outdoor, uh, an outdoor um, facility. And the guys used to change the box cars, the train things. That was the dress room. So, the big idea I have is to reverse summer classic instead of a winter classic. I'd like to do a summer classic. Nice. Um, you guys are getting exclusive on this too. I'm going to look at Lamport Stadium. We're dropping a box in Lamport. We, should, we just put a brand new artificial field in there. I already talked to a company out of Kitchener about dropping it in there. And I'd like to do a, a lacrosse festival weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All our teams would play. We'd probably have Mimico and the beach play for the Crombie Cup on the Friday. Have all our teams start playing at noon. We'll bring all the, the, the young kids in in the morning interactive and then on the saturday i'd like to do uh, an all-star uh, uh, a celebrity game like i did we did mimico in 1997 when i did new versus shannon i was involved in organizing that it was phenomenal we had new and adam foot um colin patterson uh ty domi we had yeah. john ferguson senior playing that rock kirby kirby uh, coon from the raptors announcer rocky dp from the tie cat so we're going to do a celebrity game and showcase the game. And I think we can fill Lamport Stadium with like holds around 9,000. I think we do it right. And uh, I already talked to Shannon. I talked to Dougie Gilmore last week. I said, Dougie, dust them off. Uh, I'm going to drag you out of there. I, I talked to Boland. I talked to uh, Dennis Maruk. You guys know if you remember Dennis Maruk. Oh, yeah. We're going to get these guys come out. It was, it was so great when we had it in Mimico. It was so well done. But I like to get that on a bigger showcase. I talked to BNL Boat. Nick wants to partner on that. So that's one of the big showcase i'd like to do possibly next uh, next season but yeah i don't know like i said my, my main focus guys right now is to get those kids back on the floor 
and this it's been amazing our team bill greer and his team to get the return to play committee going working with the province it's been a work in progress we changed the plan i don't know how many times but that's been my main focus once that's out of the way uh, i put a great business development committee together i got peter brody on there who's a big lawyer in toronto but he also he sits on the hockey canada board he just he's part owner of the crack out in seattle Kraken. i got yeah. rob godfrey former uh, vice president of the toronto oh, yeah. blue jays yeah and I've got Bob Hunter from Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. Who, uh, you know, he ever knows Bob, so he's on there. And I'm going to add a few more, but I'm going to get some business guys. We're going to have a business development committee, get some money in the uh, in the league bank account, and and see where it goes. So there's lots of ideas, but my main focus right now, guys, is get the, this this uh, season out of the way, and then we're going to sit down over the winter time and uh, knock it out of the park for for next year. That's awesome. I, I think. Uh... Yeah, what you said is, is uh, kind of stuck with me when we're talking about just changing rules and, and things like that. It's it's you know it's funny how it's you hear so much in our sport grow the game, grow the game, grow the game, but then there's ruffled feathers when anything gets changed or anything's new or there's something available and it's you know you can relate it to any sport. It's you know whether it's a Montreal Canadiens fan that's like you know, our team's got to get better, but then they lose their favorite player, but get two prospects back. And it's like, well, what are you doing? It's, you know, like there's, there's no matter what you do, if you want to change something and grow it, you have to do it differently than, than the way it's being done now. Cause I think if you just keep beating your head against the wall, nothing's going to change. And I, uh, you know, there's, there's not exactly a question to what I'm saying, but it's, it's just, <laughs> I think it, well, I just think it's long overdue. It's a conversation, right? It's so, okay. It's but so, it's just not sports. It's just not sports. So being a, yeah. being a city councilor in Toronto, you know, I ran on a platform of revitalization down here in Etobicoke Lakeshore. And listen, I started making changes and people don't like change, right? Like no, we were building exactly. the MasterCard Center and, you know, we were going through the planning and public meetings. You're like, oh, the MasterCard, where's the park? Where are people going to park? We all, and, you know, then you walk through there, it's open. The amount of kids going through, the amount of excitement's happening in there, there's, it's phenomenal. we got the NHL alumni office in there. we got, um, you told sports hall of fame in there we got all kinds of clinics in there but people don't like change and so you know when i talked to nick about the rule change we're gonna bring the three referees in oh my god the three referees and, and i talked to shannon about this to, to brendan because brendan was mm -hmm. part of the big rule change in the nhl right and i remember that three referees what are you talking about but you know what it it's it's fine now people don't like change and, and people really love what happened with the third referee this weekend it was fast cuts a lot of the shit out and uh, you know what? Let's bring it forward. And if we sit back and just sit there and leave the game the way it is, I remember when they changed the, the NHL rule. People are like, "What? We referees?" But look at it now, right? So if you're going to sit in your silo and just keep it status quo, it's going nowhere. But you know, when you see guys like Joe Sy from the Brooklyn Nets, this, this guy's uh, you know he's committed to the game. He's buying into Vegas. You got Wayne Gretzky buying into it. I heard Drew Brees uh, was looking and getting <clears throat> into it. So. When you see guys like that, you know, getting into it, I think uh, the NL is doing a good job with the expansion and we got to go along with it, but there is going to be changes and uh, I'm prepared to make them. I think that's huge. Cause uh, yeah, it just, it reminds me of, uh, I don't know what the saying is, but like in firefighting, it's like 150 years of tradition impeded by progress. Like you just do the same thing over and over again, but yet you yeah. say, but yet you say you're innovative. Right. But I think, again getting that new blood like you and, and everyone in there is huge and then again it like danny says it kind of only makes sense that you know if these kids are gonna go play in the nll one day or have aspirations of playing the nll one day or you know if we want to eventually become a full-time professional sport like how aren't we just aligning the two things right so again i know everyone hates change but 
kind of everyone kind of comes around to it. And uh, you, you mentioned all like those guys like Dougie G and, and Dennis Maruk, but and you kind of see you coming in with these connections too that no one's really had. And, and you mentioned the sponsorship too, and I had this written down like. I don't think anyone's seen like uh, a title sponsorship in junior A lacrosse since we've been there. Not. Well, like a- I mean, it's going to get better. And listen, I, you know, I've been in politics. It'll be 19 years next year. Uh, you know, the, the my, my role at Dex has been pretty good working. Yeah. You know, with, with Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. Got to meet Tim Week, and he's a friend of mine. I talk to him all the time, and you know, I was kind of blown away too uh, when I was announced as commissioner. TSN picked up the story and. Uh, on the social media stuff, Tim Lewicki, uh, Bill Daly from the NHL, which I sit on the board of the Hockey Hall of Fame with, nice. uh, the comments and and the, and the guys were calling, uh, you know, the, from all the teams, going, "Holy shit, we've never had this before!" And then um, it's it's been good, but you know, uh, be able to pick up the phone, talk to Tim Lewicki, and uh, get advice from him, it, it's great. But yeah, and like I said, there's, you know, I'd like to get a title sponsor for the sweaters. We're going to work on that, but it'd be nice to get some money in the jeans. We can look at some of these, these different ideas, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, my connections are, are good. I got to be careful in my position on uh, with the integrity commissioner. So that's why I've kind of put that to the side with the business uh, development committee, but um, yeah, it's, it's been good to have that. And, you know, having, uh, you know, now come out our first game, I made Bill Greer, make sure we had six nations uh, playing in the first game and uh, do the land acknowledgement and uh, the moment of science for the, for the kids yeah. in the school. Then I, I brought my friend Nav out who uh, showed a little yeah, conclusion and yeah. Nav came out and uh, he loved it, man. The kids, the kids were coming off the floor to go to the other floor. He had his big honking NBA ring on, yeah, the yeah. championship ring, and the kids loved it. So, you know what? Uh, you know, Dougie, all those guys, uh, you know, they, they all played the game and um, you saw our, the first pick, Owen Power. Uh, we just yep. went to the NHL, Owen Power. He's a, he's a, he's a Mimico kid. Yep. Uh, his, his mom works at the city of Toronto, but what did he say? He says, you know, he'd never be where he is today if he didn't play lacrosse, right? And you always hear stories. Brendan Shannon was a better lacrosse player, a hockey player. Yep. You hear that about David Boland. David Boland, I watched David play as a young guy. He was a great lacrosse player, right? But a lot of these guys are success in the NHL. It's, it's lacrosse, and uh, it's, 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 a, it's a great game. I love it. And uh, it's, our, it's a national sport, our, our national summer sport, but it really doesn't get sold that way, right? For sure. No, hundred is kind of like the uh, the ugly stepsister of, of hockey almost. And when they did the return to play, the province, the Minister McLeod started announcing the teams. We were the only minor um, you know, uh, lacrosse league to be allowed to play. And she named our, our, our league by, by name, the Ontario Junior Lacrosse. The guys were blown away. So those are something thing I can bring. We bring up probably a little bit more, but uh, it's been pretty exciting so far. And like I said, we're just getting going at it. But uh, Colleen's got a lot of great ideas, but it's been great to work with her on it. And uh, Bill Greer, I'll tell you that guy, he's, he's been, he's been unbelievable. Just been love working with him, but there's a lot of great people in lacrosse and uh, it's gotta be fun or I'm not doing it, but right now I'm having fun. That's awesome. Is it? Yeah. I think, well, you talked, you talked about um, just a, on the affiliation side, like, and obviously it's, you know, down the road or whatever with, and what it may look like maybe different with the, with the NOL. Is there, has there been talks uh, between, you know, yourself and, and major series lacrosse about, you know, kind of, developing that relationship is maybe expanding that league to kind of each team have a senior team or, or what have, what's that been like? I haven't got there yet, but I've had great conversations with Doug Louie about the, um, about moving the game forward. And uh, I know there's a lot of politics there before I said, Doug, look, I'm new here. Let's work together. And uh, you know, uh, he said, look, it does refreshing you know, to talk to me the way we were talking. I said, look, let's look, let's move the game forward together. 
you know, I really would like to talk about the U22. I'd like to see where you can get that U22 into junior A. And I said, you know, a lot of these kids, you guys know it, at 22, how many kids are playing a regular shift in the MSL at 22, right? Why not give another year in A and then move them up? But there, there's got to be a way, I said to the commissioner, I said, to be able to work that out. There's got to be some middle ground. There's got to be something we can do to, to make that happen. And um, so, you know, we're, we're going to have discussions for it, but, but I said, again, get the season off and then there's going to be a lot of work to do over the winter. But like I said, we have to get out of our silos. What is good for the game? What is good for the game is what, is what I'm about. And I, and I think that's what everybody should be doing. But, you know, to sit around in your silo, it, it doesn't help. The game's going to go nowhere. So there's a lot of barriers to break down. I'm, I'm prepared to do it, but I'm a, I usually like to work on collaboration, I'm, uh, you know, but I think everything I've brought to the board so far, they've uh, been happy with, and I don't know how long that's going to last, but um, I'm volunteering my time to do it. So, hey, take my advice or don't, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be uh, moving it forward. That's, 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 our, that's our model right now is to move this game forward, and it's got nowhere to go but up. I love it. I love it. Bit of a mover and a shaker, Marky, eh? <laughs> that's a stock exchange. There you go. Yeah, that's where I learned I it. it. Um, I just want to address one thing. Um, you keep saying Billy Gurry's done a lot, and he, he has done a ton, but he's a bit of a scumbag. Do you know that? <laughs> oh, no comment on that, but no, Billy's, <laughs> Billy Jim, he's, he's phenomenal. He's a Burlington boy. You know he's married to my sister, right? I did not know that. I did that's not why, know that. That's why he's a scumbag. He broke <laughs> He broke the teammate rule. Him and my brother were teammates in Arizona. And he I'll have to talk to him about that. I did, yeah. I did not know that. Hey, be, oh, next time you him. see him. Next time you see him, ask him, how was that night at Cowboys? That's all you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all kidding aside, he's just been phenomenal. The, the, what we had to go through to change the season back and forth, back and forth, uh, and, and get that return to play document. And we had it almost all set up at the, at the Hill Academy with the, with the Brodies. And then we had to pull the plug and bring it back down here. But, uh, no, he's done a lot of great work, um, you know, with, with his team and, uh, it's been fun, but the main thing we got the kids on the floor. I think a lot of people are following suit now, but that's what we want to be. Yeah. We want to be the leaders, and uh, that's that's where we're, that's where we're heading. Yeah, no, he, he is a good guy. I'm just joking, but definitely, definitely ask him how that night at Cowboys was. <laughs> but it is, uh, it is kind of cool. Um, and again, I, I think it kind of speaks to you know we talked about your connections and stuff like that, and getting the sponsorships. But it kind of speaks to being the first, the first people to get back in this kind of year in this like last year two years which is is something special kind of you know you must be proud of like that as well just jumping in and, and being able to kind of pull this whole thing off as well yeah you know like i said it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm i am blown away that we got it pulled off I, I i said come hell or high water we're gonna pull it off but again it wasn't just me it was yeah. a whole team of us doing it uh, i think the number one was the political connection to uh, allow us to play and sure. um you know after we showed the province what we were going to do they kind of it was a work in progress but we, we got that off so yeah pretty pretty excited about that i know everyone's excited about their uh they're, they're pretty happy everyone it was just a great vibe at the track last week so oh, yeah. we, we got the big shoes to live up to but uh yeah having the connections to make it happen it's uh you know like i said sitting all these boards i said i meet a lot of great people uh you know i sit with Stu johnson the president of tsn uh, who sits on the board of the Hall of Fame with me, who knows what can happen there, right? Bill Daly from the NHL is a good friend of mine. He sits on the board of the Hall of Fame with me also. But I'll tell you a quick story. Um, a couple of years ago, we were uh, we were going up to Sandy Lake, 
we uh, did a, a, a equipment drive for hockey. We went to Sandy Lake, it was like 600 yep. kilometers north of Thunder Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were taking all the equipment up to this uh, this town. So we had to fly in. And I said, you know what would be great? We brought the Stanley Cup. So I called this guy, uh, Phil Pritchard, who works with me at yep. the hall. Keeper I had it cup. all booked. And then they pulled the cup for me. I said, look, Phil, where's the cup? Oh, no, it's going to go to Nashville. I said, Nashville? I said, I had this thing booked to go to Sandy Lake. Said, That's bullshit. So I picked up the phone. <laughs> I, I called the guy in charge of the NHL office in New York. And, I, and he said, yeah. I said, it's uh, Mark Brown from uh, Hall of Fame. And I said, uh, where's the cup? He goes, go to Nashville. I said, give me Bill Daly. He goes, you know Bill Daly? I said, I know Bill. Transfer me down the hall. Go. So Bill goes, Grimsy. Hang on, he puts me on hold, comes back. Okay, Grimesy, if you take that effing cup, you, you you get that cup stuck in Thunder Bay, I'm going to kick your ass, right? <laughs> anyway, we took the cup up to, uh, I guess we flew in with the cup. It was great. You know, we took the cup off the plane. People were crying, but, you know, having those contacts to make that, so it was it was great. And then on the way back, we stopped in Thunder Bay, and uh, a couple of people said, can you take the cup out and show it? So once you take that cup out of the, the case, it's a can of worms, can't get back in. So Tom finally got it back in. We got to the Air Canada counter. The girl says, where are you going? Toronto. Oh, sorry, the gate's closed. I said, no, no, because they were waiting at Toronto to take the cup to Nashville. I said, no, no, it can't be closed. I can't, the gate can't be closed. I got to get on that plane. I got the Stanley Cup. She goes, the real Stanley Cup? I said, she goes, let me see. So I open it up. All the Air Canada personnel come look. They open the gate. We got yeah, on the plane. And they saved my anywhere. ass. They my ass. But no, it's, it's great to have those connections. Timmy, Wilkie, Daly, all the guys. Uh, you know, it's, it's good. It's, it's going to help, right? I would have thought you were going to do the personal uh, escort to Nashville. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, listen, take, I probably would have had, I would have driven it there if I had to, but. <laughs> take it right down it's the honky tonks and just be crushing <laughs> those uh, Ryan Cokes right out of it. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm with the stop in Rochester, of course. Yeah. 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 Final quickly go to the basement and then uh, right to Nashville. Yeah. What more do you want? That's awesome. Very good. Well, yeah, let's, I, again, I think, uh, the biggest thing, you know, one of the, the two episodes ago for us, we, um, you know, I think there's a large, pretty large American following that, you know, they hear about the Minto Cup, they hear about Junior A, you know, at least when I was going to school, people are like, what the hell are you doing in the summer? Like, we're playing pickup lacrosse, what are you, you know, what is it you're even playing? So we, we started to kind of explain it and, and walk through, you know, how much it means to us and why it develops, you know, I think all the character, you know, that grittiness, that teamwork, you know, and the skill set of Canadians. So. I think it's, uh, I speak for guys that, you know, have, have played the game for a long time that, you know, what you've done, what you've done in a quick period of time stepping in is, is it's impressive. And I think it's, uh, it's only going to go up from here. I know you're going to ruffle some feathers, but if those are people that are getting upset, they're people that ultimately don't really want the game to grow. So it's, uh, it's, I agree thinking. more, but yeah, but it was so cool to see like the amount of people fit, like we thought the numbers, we weren't sure what the numbers were going to be. They were, uh, the Farmers of uh, dairy farms were saying, "How many numbers do you expect to watch?" And I said, "Look, I'd be lying if I told you right now. Uh, this is new to us, but we expect people to be to be tuning in." So when we saw the numbers, fifty-six thousand one hundred and whatever it was, and we saw where the people were tuning, so they were tuning in from Texas and Georgia yeah. and California. It was great to see, man. We were like, we were jumping them down, and we saw the final number. And we're like, wow! So we've been working all week um, uh, to fine-tune a little bit of it. One of the things I like to get up there, guys, is the shot clock up in the corner. People yeah. want to see that. That was yeah. kind of missing, but, uh, you know, there's some, some fine-tuning. I'd like to take more advantage of it as a as a selling tool for the league, which we're going to work on. But we had to, we just kind of showcased the hill uh, mm -hmm. that helped us out huge and, and the dairy farmers, the milk up program. But we have people calling us now that want to sponsor and want to get on that. They saw it. It was great. So 
you know what? It's been fun. It's uh, if it's not fun for me, I'm not going to be here. But yeah, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I'm not going to be here for yep. 20 years. But listen, I'm going to get the league in the right direction. Get the, get some solid footing and get the. You know, there's been I don't think really a business side put to it where you can help these leagues out. And I know this year was a tough uh, for for the players uh, for the team. Uh, you know, going trying to get a sponsor off uh, your local sponsors that are just getting absolutely slaughtered with this COVID. So yeah. it's been tough. But we uh, we we raised some money at the beginning myself, and um, we raised close to a hundred grand to right like that to get the season off. But like that was done really quickly. But we got to do uh, if we have more time. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna knock it out so no i think i think you guys have man um again and looking forward to another another great week another great couple weekends really again with uh yeah, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be exciting and adding the all-star game uh, and, and then the kids are loving it so nowhere to go but up but uh, i'm looking forward to leaving awesome well listen yeah we, we appreciate your time i think it's great it's been a great chat and obviously best luck with with continue to grow everything and and uh there may be there may be even a little bit of a commercial for our podcast showing up on uh on one of well, those listen give up. give the brains of the operation calling to call we'll get up there for you guys and uh oh, and listen I'm if you're waiting I'm in line at Murphy's the Law, just go up there and mention you say you're with counselor g you won't be waiting in line there just we go, go. The door. Say you're here with counselor g if we're meeting him you'll be in no problem i love it you, gonna, might, even get, you might even get a belt beverage too for free i don't know we'll go to <laughs> That's Perfect. all that matters. We're gonna have to get you on the uh, back of the bird advisory board too. Yeah, exactly. Take- <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, I, I, I do set. Oh, what was that? Say that again. Sorry. I said I'm always at the back of the bird. I apologize. I can't be sitting in first class. I gotta be back at the back of the bird with you guys. So there we okay. go. That's where you always find me at the back of the plane. That's where hey, the stories I love happen. It. I love it, man. Well, hey, Commissioner, we really appreciate it. We would take up more of your time because it doesn't sound like you're very busy. But <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate no, no it. Good time for you guys, but this is the first one I've done. I've got a lot of requests, but Colleen told me this is the one you have to go on. I said, okay, do you? Uh, well, I will, but no, Paul, Dan, thanks for having me on. And uh, just tell Nick I'm really pissed off he wasn't on here today because uh, I want to hear his Notre Dame stories. Yeah, we'll get My pleasure, there. guys. If you need me again, let me know. But uh, Yeah. We'll get Nick down the cannon and come down to the Blue Goose and uh, talk about Blue Goose stories. is gone. Oh, oh yeah, it got gone. developed, right, or something? Yeah, it almost cost me last election. Oh, man. Well, Blue Goose, going, that's going to kill me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> right, we'll, I moved, we'll I moved find... to make the building historical right away. I said, if they, if they rip the Blue Goose down, they'll, they'll string me up. But I, I moved to make it historical right away, which went through, so they can't rip it down. So Okay. Anyway, yeah, you got to go to the Blue Goose. We'll find somewhere to have a couple of drinks, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll listen to Nick's uh, punt off stories or whatever position he played at that <laughs> school. <laughs> okay, guys, All my right. pleasure. Good stuff. Take care, Mark. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Mark Grimes for stopping in. I, I think uh, he's. It feels like he's lived three lives in one. There's just so much <laughs> yeah. that he's done, and so many so many boards and so many humans that like I just see on Sportsnet that like he just knows personally or yeah. you know whatever so it's uh yeah it was pretty cool man cool chat well connect the guy man and again he's 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 the right man for the job right now to kind of take this league in the right direction obviously just even get these guys back on the floor and, and again we said it before but to get everyone else back on the floor MLS and everyone else is following suit so I even heard mine of the cross might be coming back in, in mid August, dude. So, wow. Hey, 
I think it kind of all attributes to him and his connections and him spearheading and ruffling some feathers. But yeah, dude, super interesting guy. Um, would love to, uh, again, going to have to get him to Rochester downstairs in the basement of yes. vinyl and just talk about just Toronto stock exchange stories. That's all so, I want to hear. I yeah, hear exactly. The, the fact that yeah. he was the wolf of Bay street. I need to hear yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, that's, uh, that's kind of it. I think, uh, you know, I think we're, I think the other thing I, I did want to maybe even like chat or put into like this thing as we go on, it definitely doesn't have to be every episode, but I think it's, uh, you know, cause you hear, I heard the last two episodes ago on the chicklets, um, what those guys do. And they started talking about just kind of like the mental aspect of sports and, and things like that, that can kind of like take a hold of you. And I think with what I'm about to try to have to go through here, I think it's, uh, I think it'll be a pretty cool opportunity to kind of like deal with it firsthand, just talk about that stuff. So, um, yep. Yeah, it's not to be down or, or, or sour or anything. It's just to kind of like talk about the, the realities of life. And, you know, you never know. There's, there's Maybe there's a college kid out there listening to this podcast that's going through an injury or, or does, is not getting the playing time that they want. And, um, and the, maybe we can just kind of offer some insights into it. So I think that'll be something pretty cool that we can do uh, over the next little while. And I've, uh, I've, I've made the executive decision to, uh, to keep like a daily journal of, uh, nice. of the Achilles Chronicles and just kind of see how this thing goes and, um, picking a song of the day and, and, uh, and just kind of chatting or just writing down like how I felt. And I think it'll be pretty cool to look back on it after, uh, however many days go by. Yeah, that's awesome. I, uh, man, I, I've picked up, honestly, I, it's funny you say that. I have like seven journals that I haven't like written in any of them, but like want to start journaling. I have a journal at work too, to like kind of go through like, crazy calls or funny calls and then again have like a career of journal entries but it's uh, it's still tough to like put pen to paper man um yeah. but i think it's it's you talk about mental and journaling is like a huge thing and like mental clarity not mental clarity i should say but just like helping with the mental aspect of just life and things so that's kind of cool you're doing that yeah um and since we went on book club like a little while ago or like earlier on this episode the mind gym or mind gym is I think an, a book that every athlete should read. Okay. I'll have to get it. It's, it's only, it's about athletes and a sports psychologist that work with like a rod Jeter, everyone. It's a very cool. And like how they had the yips or striking out and how they, they all deal with it. It's uh it was a very cool insight into like athletes and that mental aspect of, of that side of uh, sports. Beautiful. I'll have to pick it up. All right, man. Well, I think that's, uh, I think that pretty much does it. Hopefully uh, this one drops on time. If it doesn't blame our yep. producer um, and yeah. reminder, tag us in your cottage Springs pictures. And if you're interested in, in becoming an intern for back of the birds, send us a message and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try and schedule some interviews with you. Yep. But yeah, that's, uh, that's it for episode 12. We'll chat with you guys soon. Thank you very much. Peace. Take your first ride and run, baby, run. You got a spine of steel and a roar of thunder
Jay.